You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek. Movie, TVs, or news, we talk about it every week. I'm Jordan. Arsenio. And Samia. And we are the JSA of podcasting. And this week, we have another special guest. From Instagram, the nerd truth, we have... Jason, what's up? My brother. Welcome to the podcast. About time. Right? <laughs> We've been trying to do this for how long? Uh, <laughs> since season one of Blurred Vision. Yeah, right. Like months ago. So. Since Arrow was good. I'm, I'm like the Ted Cord of the podcast. He's out there. Somewhere. <laughs> He'll eventually show up, but not yet. This is the guy that got me my first shout out for cosplaying. Was Instagram. that your first shout out? Yeah. You're really like the first person I actually went to and was like, hey, can you like shout me out for my page? You're, you're like, you were very, sure. You were very needy, yes. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> and now Jordan's followers like Trump Nims. <laughs> Damn, the master. <laughs> the student has become the master. All right. So this week we've got we've got the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Oh my God! Finally. About damn time. And we've got a, a couple of trailers. We got the uh, Planet of the Apes trailer. We got a couple of little news things we want to talk about. We've got Moana, the di- the new Disney classic. Everybody go see it like now, right Please. now. Yeah, I don't know why you're listening to the podcast. You've already been watching Moana right <laughs> now. <laughs> and we're going to be reco- covering the DC TV mid-season finales. So we've got Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Because if you guys forgot, Supergirl's mid-season finale was during the crossover. Which That's is- why she was only in a quarter of a crossover. Bruh. A quarter? That was like an I'm trying to be credits. nice. Like, that was an after credit scene. She said a quarter, yeah. Like, <laughs> like no. one one hundredth, really. They copy the scene from Flash into it again. It just boggles my mind that that was even the finale of that show for yeah. that season. Yeah. Not a good way to dismount. Cyborg Superman. Can you not <laughs> announce your new cosplay? We'll be saying. No, never. I'll never cosplay. We'll be saying three times throughout this podcast, Cyborg Superman, because that's what you apparently do to establish a character. <laughs> you got to remind the audience who the character is. <laughs> Oh, all right. So, but first, before getting all that, we've got iTunes reviews. Huzzah! For real this time, not joking. Thank God. <laughs> all right, let's pull these up. I guess people actually heard my cries of like desperation in the last he couple podcasts. So. He cried a lot. Yeah, I had to cut out like twenty minutes of like tearful. It begging. was it was gro- <laughs> it was gross sobbing. <laughs> I don't just get why they love us. Love they won't fucking review us. All right, so first up, we've got J.D. Anderson. The subject is awesome, and we've got five stars. Huzzah. I'm a black nerd in New York City, so he's local. Let's find you. This, well, he mentions that. <laughs> this podcast is me. I listen to it faithfully. If you guys ever need a special guests, and by special, I mean just some guy, <laughs> I'm your man. And he really wrote that. I didn't write that. I didn't yeah. do that. Like, yeah. Oh, thanks, JD. Five stars. 
I mean, we're doing new guest rotations, so anything's possible. Yeah, it's been a yeah. lot more frequent than before. Yeah, we're going to do make a, like a casting call one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it on your IG. All right, next up, we've got The Black Cave. His subject is dope and another five-star review. Thank you. Huzzah. Yeah, great hosts. I love the laid-back reviews. You guys seem to go over everything in unbiased ways. Well, I've been told that I have a lot of DC. Donald head, Justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every episode, I'm like, fuck BVS. Yeah. Marvel no, fanboy like, much? What's wrong with this? Well, they BVS'd it. He yeah. literally made it a verb. So. If there's a blurred but version. other than that. <laughs> You're right. I did make it a verb. <laughs> you did. You did. If there's a blurred version drinking game, like when I comment about something BVS related, that's when you drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want alcohol poisoning? <laughs> Keep up the good work. P.S. What's a brother got to do to guest host? So we've got a whole line forming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> starting with J.D. Anderson, and now Black Cave is right behind him. <laughs> you got competition, Jason? Uh-oh. <laughs> we could Skype call you guys. <laughs> All right. Jason's like, get in line, guys. I finally got it. <laughs> I'm actually on the crew. You wait your turn. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Lunchtime Marvolo. I-, I love his name. <laughs> Uh, the subject is love this funny and diverse cast of hosts. So I think he heard our comment about the CW. They had a CW cast. <laughs> My man. We're all attractive and non-threatening. <laughs> uh, it's a five-star review, and he says, "This is Chris. Oh, I know this guy. Oh shit. Yeah, he's a, a friend of another podcast, Uncanny Comic Quest. Oh, um, nice. sweet. Yeah, they just started their podcast about three episodes in. It's a good podcast. Oh, so nice. I would definitely recommend anyone that likes what we do, we do. They do something similar. They talk mm-hmm. about nerd news, you know, trailers and TV." Movies, all the same things, but uh, this is Chris from Uncanny Comic Cast, and I really have a oh, and I really have a great time listening to this group of hosts. I just recently started listening a couple weeks ago and listened to the most recent episodes. I liked it so much, I found myself listening to much older episodes. Oh, so he's got like we're binge worthy, dedicated, <laughs> we're Netflix worthy. <laughs> this cast of friends are great together. You definitely laugh along with them. Only downside is it's not a live radio show, so I can't call in. Because this would be an awesome group of people to just nerd out with and discuss movies, comics, mm, television shows. That's an idea. It is. That is a good, interesting idea. Look, man, I just figured out how to put like the intro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to liken this podcast to a house. I'm like building the walls and the doors yeah. and structure. I've got the foundation now, and there's a couple of doors and windows, but there's still some S- openings. Still there. no roof. There's no roof. I okay. gotta patch it up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. foundation. Where's the TV room? Yeah, man, that freaking the TV room is this live call-in thing. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Um, and he finishes off by saying, if you love laughing, comics, sci-fi, and movies and TV shows that go along with it, then I highly recommend listening to these guys and gal. That's you. Yay. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Keep up the great work, guys. Oh, awesome, man. Thanks, Chris. Much Chris, appreciated. you're awesome, dude. Yeah. And one more review. The name... Oh, let's see if you guys know what this is. 3 by 2 9 yz for A is the subject, and the, the subject or is the uh, the name, and the subject is JSA Hart. Do you know what that is? It's an equation for something. Speed Force. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> for speed. I think his name is the Speed Force equation. That's dope. This is a great podcast, and the new additions to the Blur Vision crew are amazing. Each of the weekly topics are thoroughly analyzed and researched. Uh, <laughs> 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 wink, wink, nudge, nudge. How little you know me, Speed Force. <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew. Yeah. Uh, research while being puntastic and meme worthy. Can't wait for you guys have in store for 2017. Much love, Jesse Chambers. Thank you, Jesse. Maybe it's Jesse Quick from the P Force. Jesse it's Chambers, short for Jesse Quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Coolest name ever. It really was. I love that review. Best freaking name ever. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's get into trailer talk. 
up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away. Oh, that was awesome. That Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, though, guys. Oh, Peter Parker. Which one? There's two. Bruh. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. A character so important to the Marvel franchise, they dropped two trailers simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Slight differences, but basically the same idea in both. But let's just talk about a general like um, opinions of just the overall trailer. If you want to mention, you know, if you're talking about one or the other, you can go for it. But overall thoughts on the main trailer. Um, you want to start with Jason? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. You uh, loved it. It didn't. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Before system. we jump in, uh -oh. do you know our rating system? No. Don't do this to me, man. <laughs> no. First Lewis. For, for, our, for, for right, our right. first time listeners, you should explain it again. Oh. Oh. Okay, but for, all, for all those people out there lining up to be on the podcast, yeah. this is homework, this okay? Is it will be one. on the pop quiz. <laughs> all right. So our rating system, let's just go five stars. It's a five star system. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Poor, passing, and perfect. If you want to go lower than passing, if you want to go a little bit below average, Less than passable. If you want to go above average, more than, more than passable. passable. It's very, co it's common sense, guys, if you really think about it's it. It's simple, and it's, yeah. it rhymes. Totally arbitrary, but common sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? I'm not going to go with perfect, only because it didn't blow me away. Yeah. Mm. Um, I liked it. I'm, as a Spider-Man fan, I'm very happy with this portrayal of Peter Parker. It's not like they showed it, and I get it. It's the first trailer. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna like blow their wad all over us in the first trailer. No, they're not gonna do BBS. <laughs> and a Drink. lot of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the stuff was, and I, I know you made a meme that was perfect of it. Um, embrace the past. No. Um, respect, respect the past. The past. And embrace the future. That was actually co-written yes. with Arsenio over that, here. That um, <laughs> you know, the whole shot of him holding up the ferry. We've kind of seen it before in every other movie. Still very cool, but it, I feel like. We got the Peter Parker we, we've been waiting for. We are getting the Spider-Man we've been waiting for. There wasn't one significant thing that blew me away, but overall it was a great trailer. It, it, mm -hmm. did, it, it did its job. It whet my appetite for more. Okay, that's fair. All right, and let's go with Sam. All right, I loved, I loved the trailer. I would go more than passable and not perfect. All right. Um, only because, and this is just, this is really a personal note, like for if, you don't feel this way, then it's probably a perfect trailer for you. But mm. I am kind of used to a Peter Parker that's just a little bit older mm. than the one we're getting in this movie. And I'm fine with it and I'm gonna enjoy it. But I don't I don't quite I'm not quite excited about the idea of going through the high school dynamic quite so fully mm. yet again. Because the Peter Parker I grew up with, not just from the movies, but just from like later arcs in the comics, mm. um, kind of deal with Peter oh. Parker trying to be a hero and become an adult. Whereas in this one, there was a very much emphasis on just not being treated like a kid. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, and I get why, again, but that's just personally not something that excites me. Okay. Out of curiosity, have you read the Ultimate comic series? No, but the Ultimate I've series? researched it, but no? I haven't read it. Okay. All right. Just, just fair. Just a question. <laughs> yeah. All right. Arsenio, what about you? Nut. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's more than perfect that's six stars no. I guess <laughs> I've got cum in my eyes <laughs> nah. it's so good <laughs> I'm the same as you guys it's definitely more than passable to me there's moments where like when the song starts I'm like okay I see the whole John Williams vibe that we're going mm -hmm. for as the high school moments and it's refreshing it's fun it has that joy seeing him in action hit the way Spidey moves and dodges yeah. Then he does all these stuff, and he's like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" Yeah, it's like that's what he would do. He's a kid, mm -hmm. but like, I still want to see more of how the story goes. Like, 
with how they do with the vulture, the sneak peek at the shocker, which you see a little bit in the international trailer. Yeah. You see at a quick glance. You even see uh, Childish Gambino in it. Yeah. So after all these are petitioning, he finally makes it on Spider-Man. Maybe he's going to be the Prowler. Set it up for future movies. Maybe he's the five Miles Morales in the fourth movie. You don't Bro, know. Bro, don't, don't pull a theory reader like I do. <laughs> don't get hey, me excited. Man, I'm hoping. Don't get me excited. <laughs> just, you know, plant the seeds. You don't yeah. got to give me all Miles Morales. Just show me a little kid. It's a little kid. Like, he's like, oh, he just goes home one day. It's like, oh, it's my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was the one thing that kind of like, as much as I enjoyed it, CNN, mm-hmm. a bit too much Tony Stark. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, we get it. He's in the huh. story, but it's like. It's Spider. It's Spider Man. It's not Iron Man featuring Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's also fair. So it's more than passable. More than passable. And I'm saying this now for pretty much what every cosplayer thought. Who's gonna invent that quick strip button? Word, right? Because that is amazing. They made that. I'm not Spider Man. What are you talking about? Yes. It's like what? No, deflate. It's like you were crawling on a wall. And I love like the same thing, like the Andrew Garfield moment where it was like, we don't have a a, a chimney. What? What? (laughs) The same thing where it was like, you were on the wall. Huh? <laughs> and like, I'm not. What are you talking about? But you were on the ceiling, like. <laughs> well, you have no excuses, like. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> and there's one thing I even noticed, like when he said some lines, like, "Yeah, I know, I'm sorry, like I'm really caught up." He kind of sounded like Andrew's version of Peter, mm. which mm. Tom Holland's gonna recognize. Like, it's very hard for him, like, to not try to do Andrew because the way he views, like, Andrew and Toby, this is an amazing job as Peter Parker and Spider-Man mm. that he's still trying to find his own identity towards it. I say combine them. Yeah, he, he and has. And he kind of did. He took like the innocence of Toby, uh, the, which is Peter Parker, and, and the, then he took and the, the snappiness and the quippiness of yeah of Andrew. Yeah. He's snappy. I love this. He fusion dance like humor. Yes, which makes the best Spider-Man. Make a meme. In my opinion. Make a meme. <laughs> oh yeah, write that one down mentally. <laughs> Done. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got three more than passables. Fuck that. Perfect. What? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I can't say what's gonna happen in the movie, but at least for the trailer itself, like. They show me exactly. They led with the Marvel foot, and you guys say it's. I've seen that complaint too online of people saying like, "Oh, it's too much Iron Man." It's like, this is a Spider-Man movie. I'm getting way too much Tony Stark in this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we've had two franchises of just Spider-Man. It's good to remind you that he's part of a bigger universe now. Yes, and that's been for me at least the main appeal of Spider-Man in the first place. It's not that you can just rip that character out of the Marvel Universe. He is the Marvel Universe. His banter with Tony Stark is exactly what I want to see from the character because that's what he does in the comics. I asked about Ultimate Spider-Man because, I mean, they only really touched on the high school elements of uh, in Toby's Spider-Man and Andrew Spider-Man. It starts off in high school. They rush right through the right graduation through. Yeah, as yeah, fast yeah, yeah. as they can. Like they, especially they, Toby. Like Andrew at least had. Oh yeah, yeah. At least he had a movie, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Toby was just like, and eh, now I graduated, <laughs> and I'm 40. Yeah, he was like 30 when the freaking movie started. He was 17 or whatever the movie told us. I was freaking Andrew. Andrew was like 28. Yeah, but I mean, like, to me, seeing like that, they're taking Spider-Man back to its roots. Yeah, and that's what I want to see. And like. Ultimate Spider-Man was like a callback to that. The same thing, that's why we're getting those, all those dope suit upgrades. He has the web wings, people. <sighs> if you're unfamiliar with Spider-Man from the origins, when he the was classic. first created, the Romita designs before all that, he had web wings yeah. to help him glide. Bro. Those web <laughs> wings. And I mean, like this is just stuff, all of this, and I'm not, I don't even know if Tony Stark is going to be like a like that big of a part of the actual movie. He probably isn't. Yeah. It's probably going to be. We probably saw most of what his actual yeah. role time is. Yeah. Honestly. But for general audiences, this is important because it sets it up for them like, oh, this Spider-Man is different. Because people have Spider-Man fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't make as much as 1. Because yeah. they were tired of Spider-Man. Yeah. And for like comic fans, the shot at the end of the trailer, that recreation of that comic image of Spider-Man and Iron Man. 
flying together. Oh, Take all my money, Marvel. <laughs> but like, Sony got the way, man. Marvel's doing their thing now. But also, as just Tony Stark and Peter Parker, and that goes to Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr., there's so much chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Why would yeah. you not want... Like, exactly. Like, they didn't hint on any... Lo- whether, I think, Michelle, uh, instead of Mary Jane, mm. Michelle, they didn't hint on any love interest except for them staring at her. Like, the whole... Well, they're saying at Liz. At Liz Allen. But the love story in that trailer was Tony Stark and Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much chemistry between them. Like, even if that's all that is in the movie, like, you need to showcase that. Like, you yeah. know that from Civil War. Like, and it's there. good. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, retread the old staple of Uncle Ben's. No, death. they said no. No, they said no. It's even better it. because now you just have the father figure, the yeah. the mentor role, just completely on Tony Stark. And as fans of the MCU, who doesn't want to see that from just that little taste you got in Civil yeah. War? Yeah, like, it was like one yeah. of the best parts, and it was only like a what a two minute scene. Yeah, and, it was the most memorable scene by yeah. far. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have you seen the stuff they've been picking apart online today saying, like, because you know how nerds are, they get in, like, of you know, every little thing that they're nerds, saying. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> the that, black is not yes. dark enough. They should tint it lighter. <laughs> when she started saying black, I'm like, where are you going with Bruh, this? I was hey, looking at hey, hey, I was like, hey, I was trying to say. And I'm like, baby, it's about as bad as my white manhunter. You know, word. <laughs> you know, you're on blurred vision, right? <laughs> But the, the limo scene, how they're pointing out that it looks like Tony Stark has the black eye that's signifying that mm. this scene takes place right after Civil War. Oh. Probably when Tony is returning Peter from, where were they, in Germany? Or? Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. So that might only be like the beginning and then like the end of the movie and the rest of the movie will just be Peter. That's true. His dialogue his. is talking about like if you can keep the suit or not. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. That actually that fits. Very good point. Very good point. I, I've seen the nerdy things where like they, they, they froze frame and saw like images of uh, Mark Ruffalo in the mm. science room. Yeah, I saw and, that. Like, yeah. Uh, that's, Howard Stark. And, like, that's cool. good little touches. Yeah. Just small stuff like that make you feel like this character is now part of a bigger world. And like, I'm sorry, that's why perfect vision. Like, And even things like um, making more comic book accurate in terms of strength. Yeah. Like, I've seen people complain about he seems overpowered. But this is Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like ten times yeah. proportional strength of a human being. But yeah. see, people don't realize the ratio of like, why does he have extra strength? but it's proportionate to his size and the strength of a spider. Yeah. So, yes. No, it's like a thousand times the strength. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there was just those three, like, there's, like, the quick beat of him fighting the would-be Avengers that were, like, robbing that store, which is a great, like, a reminder great of Batman A way to start, begins. because he's like, wait, hey, you're not the Avengers. Yeah. The Hulk gives it away. And that's also, <laughs> yes. like, your first instinct of, like, he is part of a bigger world. And mm-hmm. I loved that he could just notice that, kind of the way you, like, they talk about the incident on the Marvel shows mm-hmm. when they're talking about what happen in Avengers 1 and stuff. I just always love when they have those touches of referring to the rest of the world like it exists. Yes. Because comic movies when or comic universes when they're like in a vacuum stop feeling realistic. Mm, but when yeah. you know that there's other characters and other incidents happening like <laughs> on the edges. Something <laughs> <laughs> uh, you throw there? Yeah, Man, that cough just never goes away, nope. babe. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sorry. What happened? I'm sorry. But no, that's what that's what I love about touches like that. And that yeah. got me really excited. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that too. I mean, and just how easy it was him for beat, beat those guys, though. Like, it makes sense when you see him holding together the Staten Island Ferry. Like, yeah. It's like, these the criminals are like small work. You need like a new class of criminal face something like this. He took down Giant Man. That's breakfast. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> if we're going to talk about disproportionate strength, we should have been talking about that when he took down Giant Man. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> how he's in class watching his own fights. Yes. And, like, Who recorded oh. that? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Tony's driver. <laughs> you happy? No, it, it was that one kid from Luke Cage who was like, yo, I got the best footage, man. Oh, <laughs> HD. I wish oh my it God. was. That'd be hilarious. It is him. How did you get to, was it in Germany or something? Like, how did you get 
but yeah, just like I, and I just once going back at the, the Ultimate Spider-Man touches. Like I love that they they change the character enough where it's not a retread. Because again, you don't want that Spider-Man fatigue. Yeah. So we're not doing Harry again. We're not doing Mary Jane maybe again. But we have like Ned Leeds, who's supposed to become the green, uh, the Hobgoblin. Naturally, yes. But looks exactly like Genki. Genki. That's, that's, that's the, that's the one thing they on killed. That. Me. Yeah. Who's the best friend of Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics? You guys don't know. Yeah. Like, do you what, what do you think is up with that? Do you think they're gonna actually I go think the Hobgoblin route? Or are they just merging the two characters? The thing that's just doing it, trying to like merge. Like, I had somebody like talk to me about this on one of my posts, where it's like, oh, he's turning him into Miles. Like, like first it was like mm-hmm. the one thing was like, yes, the net leads being like Genki, like that's straight of Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. But it's like Tony and Peter's interaction. I'm like. That's straight from the comics. That's Peter when he joined the Avengers. That's Peter from the Ultimate Universe. That's Peter from the cartoon. That's toward the end of the Ultimate Universe when he started hanging out with old, uh, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Does that spell good like things for Spider-Man's future when he's hanging out with Iron Man? Nah. <laughs> oh, anybody who hangs out with Iron Man is already a bad sign. Not true. <laughs> he has a terrible track record. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's just like what they do with the Flash. Like they combine elements of the characters mm-hmm. into one. Yeah. Where like Barry acts like Wally, even though he's Barry. Like they're doing that. Like he has a little bit of a miles because he's so much younger. Yeah. But I still have hope that you know, by the third movie, we're going to get a Miles Morales thrown in. Yeah, I'm hoping they at least do, like, little Easter eggs up until the third movie. Yeah. I think I've said in the podcast before what my, my dream is. Like, Spider-verse. have Tom Highland. Oh, yeah. Spider-Verse is, like, the fourth, like, Avengers-style movie for the Spider-Man stuff. Yes. But then after that, when you do, like, the next uh, series, Miles Morales. Like, and just set him up in this in this franchise. Hmm. And, like, the moment. amazing. They're, fa- they're starting to go that way, too, because, you know, Robert, Down- Robert Downey and... Isn't gonna be around as Iron Man forever. So yeah, what are you seven. Do? It already looks like probably after Infinity War, they're looking to like push them out and go for like Avengers and Next Generation. Yeah, I mean the actors right are now, getting older. That's Ultimate Spider-Man. That's Miles yeah. Morales and the other crew. So yeah. it could be Tom Holland leading the charge once uh, Robert Downey takes a step down. Let's just do Spider Verse though. <laughs> oh please, I want to see Come Andrew Toby and Tom Holland in one scene together. Nicholas Hammond too for I'm old sorry, school there's fans. There's so oh. much money in that. If yeah. nice touchback. Yeah. <laughs> what? Hollywood, get on this like now. I'm over my wallet open right now. For <laughs> Take my savings. <laughs> All right. So, anything else you guys want to say about Spider Man for moving on? No? No. Good. Bring All it right. on. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm the only perfect, though, I guess. I'm the only, I'm the only true Spider Man fan in here. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We've got some quick news that really depends on how interested you guys are in this and how knowledgeable you are. Do you guys know about the Inhumans series coming out? I've yes. heard of it. Do you care about the Inhumans series coming out? That's no. my real question. I mean, I didn't care about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Yeah, does anybody in here I still watch Agents it. Of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You I do. still watch it, and it actually has finally fi- found its own in season three, just as they're starting to talk about canceling it. <laughs> Makes but, um, sense. I didn't even know they're talking about canceling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're talking really? about, the ratings are down, but honestly, like, Every, almost everyone I know has been watching has been really into the season. Like, I've seen the first two episodes, and Ghost Rider definitely was a, like a pickup. For yes, the Ghost Rider has picked up the series. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're already moving away from that for the second half of the season into doing um, LMDs. But mm-hmm. it really does feel like they finally found their their own role without having to be like, well, we're just going to tread water until Captain America, blah blah blah, comes out, and we yeah. can just tie it in. Like even right, the Inhumans that was introduced was yeah. supposed to be a tie-in for the Inhumans exactly. movie. Exactly. So. And I'm guessing because originally the Inhumans was supposed to be its own movie. Yeah. And they kind of introduced the Inhumans characters on season two of Agents of Shield. So they're saying the popularity of them on the TV series is what's making them go the TV route instead of the movie route, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, and they're talking about doing the royal family too, so yeah. it's not even like they're like gonna, you know. 
go lowballing this. They're gonna like use the big guns yeah. for the series. And it's not even like any of the inhuman royal family has been on Agents of Shield. It's like saying like we're gonna talk about mutants, but we're not gonna talk about the X Men at all, yeah. which is basically what they're doing since Marvel isn't allowed to use the mutants or X Men at all. It's let's talk about the inhumans, but we'll never talk about Black Bolt or Medusa or anybody in the royal family. So I'm curious what's gonna happen with it, but. I mean, for those interested, it's going to actually premiere sometime in September, and it's going, yeah, and it's going to, well, 2017, September, on ABC, same thing as uh, well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, it's but still, damn. Yeah. It's a lot sooner than I thought it would be. But it's the first two episodes are actually going to premiere in um, IMAX. Yeah. So, that's a good, and it's, it's actually the first time ever that's, that's ever been done. That's a good sales pitch. A yeah, premiere for a live crazy. action show is actually, like, it's the first time it's ever been done that it's going to premiere in IMAX theaters for the first two episodes. This feels like a weird one to do it with, though. Should be the it feels like a, a half, like like an in between of like their movie plans and the TV thing they're doing. Yeah, like, it's like if you were gonna do that with the show, like you could have done that, say with like one of their Netflix yes. series, and it would have made sense. Defenders, because Defenders those, yeah. yeah. Do that with Defenders, yeah. Or if they did that when Daredevil first came out, like it would have made so much sense. Yeah. Inhumans is a little out of left field. I feel like the only reason why they're doing that is we promised you an Inhumans movie, so we're gonna give you an Inhumans movie, but it's really a TV series. Yeah, but it's basically. in theaters, yeah. so shut up. <laughs> yeah. You get what you want. Is this Kevin Feige's voice we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> you'll take this. You'll love it's it. It's Marvel, and you will pay, which honestly is true. Yeah, my wallet hates me. <laughs> uh, we also have an announcement for a Agents of Shield spinoff. Since you're only watching it, do you know about that with Yo Yo? It's called Let's, Agent of Shield Slingshot. Yeah, it's, it's a web series. Part, yeah, yeah, mini series. It starts December thirteenth. Yeah. Wait, yo yo. It's called the Speedster. She can use her super, super She's speed. She's a human, but she can like she uses super speed, but has to go back to her starting point. Uh, so it's weird. I will say though, since you haven't been watching the season, the winter season finale, they had their big battle with you know Shield and Quake and um, Ghost Rider and Yo Yo was in it, and they, they had sorry Avengers esque. Like, yeah, like, well, X Men X Avengers S, they had their speedster moment with like her running around and like oh, wow. moving nice. bullets out of the way and taking yeah. a gun out of one person's hand and putting it in another person's hand. And for oh. TV, it was decent. And her effect is different because it was kind of like as she's running, you kind of see like the multiples of her behind her. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like made it a little oh, different than cool. what you've seen before. So yeah. I will give them credit. They threw a little money into the effects and it was fairly cool. Comparable to the. Uh, DC crossover with the Flash moment where he was like pushing the guns to the side like Tom would. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would, I would compare it to. That. Okay, right. they quicksilvered it. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> quicksilver Flash, every speedster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, for those interested, that's something to check out. I mean, I, I have not interested in a series about Yo Yo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, is that her name? Yo Yo, or is it Slingshot? Yeah, well, um, I, th I guess Slingshot is probably her, her code name. name. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because Yo Yo is such like a normal name. Yeah. Yeah, Yo Yo's. I don't know. And we have, let's wrap up the news with a announcement of Luke Cage Season 2. Did anyone doubt that was going to happen? Like, it was anybody like, man, I bet this series Listen, is canceled. Like, there's that moment in Episode 8 where you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just, remember, that episode literally ends in trash. Actually, so do you have a capper on your uh, Luke yet. Cage? No? I'm saving it. You're saving it? I'm saving it. Save it for what? You're never going to finish it. I am, though. Uh, bro, a lot no, has been happening. No, you got to the finish line and gave up. You're like, fuck it. Listen, DC is just like, like I said, they're a needy ex-girlfriend. And these last two weeks, it's been like, we're a four-night event. And now we have mid-season finale. So, like, they've been taking up my time. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming right. back to Cage. Yeah, the CW week ended. So we're going to need something else to fill in the blank. Exactly. That's what, it, that's what I was thinking. All right. So that means next week we're going to have the, yeah. uh, the capper on this yeah, Luke Cage? Yeah, we are. We okay. actually are. All right. Santa, he doesn't up. believe me, guys. 
<laughs> Next week, Sammy. I, I don't even blame you. It's not like I'm sitting here like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe she didn't review this yet. Like, well, I'm actually like looking forward to it, but like, I'm in that I'm in that moment where there's still hope for it to end great, but I don't know how it ends yet. It's dismount isn't bad. Yeah, like it, it. I know I've seen the worst because yeah, I saw the suit. You saw the worst. You saw the, it, the it, olive they green suit. to the finish line, but they crossed a little green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those like racers that like to get to the very end and they fall, <laughs> and they get up and messes stuff off and probably like is like kind of embarrassed for them, yeah. but they still make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all right, clap. I guess it's kind of. And awkward. to be fair, I do this with video games too, where I'm like, yeah, I'm about to finish it. Uh, put it down for a month. That's and then where it just, <laughs> just stops. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, looking forward to that, and let's move on. How do you guys want to do this? You want to do DC TV, or you want to talk about Moana first? Seeing how we feel about Moana, let's save it for last. Yes. Yeah. We'll be here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe that'll be helpful. We can rush through like Legends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So let's start with Legends. <laughs> All right, so let's get into DC TV of the week, the mid-season finale of Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Let's start with the Flash. I know your fears. I know your weaknesses. I know you better than you know yourselves. Sabots are still out there. I'll be ready. You will feel my wrath. The wrath of Savitar! Please tell me you're seeing him. Oh, I see him. This episode, instead of fucking up the past, Flash is finally gonna start fucking up the future, guys! Progress! <laughs> You guys think of all those timeline memes is like, you know what? Time to start diversifying my fucking up. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that in the future. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Kreisberg or Belanti, but somebody had did an interview saying, like, oh, after the, the midwinter season finale, like we're completely changing the direction of Flash. And basically you just changed the direction from looking at the past to let's fuck with the future. They literally dropped that. So line. it's the same yeah. story, yeah. just instead of fucking past, we'll fuck with the future. I didn't think about the future at all. Help me, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he says that, and I'm like, you fucking dumbass. Like, you really, like, it never occurred to you that time is time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> That's you. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> time is time. <laughs> you change, you ever, Barry, no, did you never no, watch Butterfly Effect? You Not know, once. <laughs> but, like, every time he explains what Flashpoint is, he, like, literally draws a line. Yeah, that's one line, Barry. You might look back and things change, but they change in the same fucking line. <laughs> that's all. He's like, I don't know why I'm drawing this line anymore. Like... <laughs> Sam should write all of Jay Garrick's next lines. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this is the episode that we finally got the reveal of Savitar and his secret origin, which I think is fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into our, our individual roots, but I just want to say that, like, I think it's really cool how they took essentially what is the comic book origin for Savitar. Yeah. Whatever his origin. I mean, maybe I just misspoke. A, his, the end of his story yeah. in, in the Flash saga. Because in the Flash comic book, Wally's the one that fought Savitar. Mm -hmm. At the end of that, he traps Savitar in the Speed Force to defeat him. At the beginning of this, in the Flash TV show, he's trapped in the Speed Force by a future version of Wally. I mean, a future Barry. version of Barry. We wish it was Wally. I wish it was Wally, too. <laughs> <laughs> but a future version of Barry. It might be, because Barry fucks up the timelines. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he just fucks it into, like, comic continuity. Who knows? Hopefully. But it's almost like the comic book Flash yeah. is, like, the future Flash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's really cool how they're handling that. Um, that's just a little tidbit that I enjoyed. <laughs> but what did you guys think about the episode overall? Let's start with, let's go this way this time. Arsenio? I definitely liked it, like, from beginning to end, I was just like, holy shit, so much is happening so fast. Yeah. That yeah. by the midway point, I was like, okay, what's going to go wrong? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, we actually, this is like the first time we uh, did a Blur Vision watch-along. We watched together. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all got together, and we watched it in a group, and 
It was so funny. Literally, like 15 minutes toward the end, Arsenio was just sitting there going, When's this gonna get worse? When's this gonna get worse? Mind you, something worse already happened, but he's yeah. just like, It's gotta get worse than this. I'm like, What? What are you saying? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, bro- I'm still broken from like Zoom killing Henry Allen. I was like, <laughs> I'm waiting for the battle. Like, he's gonna kill Barry's cat or some shit. Something's going wrong. <laughs> no, but it was like, like I'm sorry. As more menacing Zoom was when he first appeared, I like mm-hmm. beat the crap out of Barry and dragged him around. Yeah, seeing Savitar ragdoll Jay Garrick is still my favorite thing. I agree with you 100. He runs, slap, smash, boom. Like get up, nope, you're a bitch. <laughs> like I could not stop laughing. Like I feel bad because I love Jay Garrick and I, lo- and I love the act of John Wesley shit, but I'm yeah. just like, damn. No, because he literally grabbed Jay Garrick by the leg and swung him around like a fucking toy. And, he was, and like threw him and he just went off a roof. And it's like, how? My favorite moment of the episode is you handle alchemy. I'll handle it. And he didn't get to finish. Because yeah. he got choked like a motherfucker. Like, Savitar is the king of choke a bitch by the collar and drag him around. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it follows up with he goes to run away, grabs him, slam down, and he's like, you're not getting out of here. Yeah, he tries to jump up, right? And he throws him back down. That like, whole. Nope. Like, it, I remember before we were talking about the CG of Savitar, and I actually want to, after this, I want to ask you guys what you think of the CG overall. But in some moments, the poor CG makes the moments even better because, like, just the speed of the movement is so jarring. It's like, wow, yeah. he's fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's really when he stands around, it's like, all right, you're making try. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what'd you think? It was good. It was definitely more impassable. Like, near the end, it definitely, what I was refreshing, that it was a nice, mellow moment. Mm-hmm. And. Thank God for Jake Gary, because you could see Barry's face when he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fuck this timeline. You see it growing on his face, and I'm like, talk to him. That's a possible future. Don't you saw do it. Or you look to your right, you're looking at him like He's like, no, no, he's like, no, don't do it. I told you this twice. Do not do it again. <laughs> but like it ends on a good note. Wally finally gets his suit. They stop yeah. shitting on Wally for finally. For real. Cause they've been dragging out that storyline too long. Yeah, it's just at, at this point it just seems mean. <laughs> like it is exactly. Like why does everyone hate Wally? It's yeah, like, it's like yes, he's faster than Barry. It doesn't take much to be faster than Barry at this point. <laughs> I, okay, another favorite moment. I didn't get to my review yet, but it's just that dance. The, the I'm faster than Barry dance with Asia and Wally. Like I'm faster than Barry. I love that. And, like it brings in a sweet moment. Like at the end, I was like, I was afraid something bad was gonna happen. Like some someone's gonna Savitar is gonna run in, mm-hmm. snap somebody's snack, and just run out. You're gonna be like, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh no! And then on a somber note, still say it's bullshit. Barry bought that apartment on unemployment, bruh. I don't know wh- how much he's making, but uh, yeah, we're unemployed. I'm like making from the CCPD. Like, no, yeah. he just got his desk back. Did he also get a bonus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> white privilege. We're sorry. Here's a hundred thousand. <laughs> Open up that portal, Earth thirty eight. White man hunter. Let's go. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna put you that down. <laughs> All right, Sam. What do you think? So this is this is gonna be a little uncharacteristic with, for me because I still have my critiques, but mm-hmm. this was like. And, in comparison to the other episodes I've seen this season, this was a perfect episode for me. All right. And I think it's because... <laughs> wow, we have to cheer for that. <laughs> Sam perfect it. <laughs> I think it's because even even like some of the little flaws that I had with the episode, like there was there was a weird pacing moment in the middle where they're like figuring out whether or not Julian is alchemy and they're trying mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. get Savitar to speak through him. And some of that 
lagged a little bit, even though the payoff was like worked for me. Mm -hmm. It was just like weird pacing for what their normal story structure is like. But for other parts of the episode, even when things were like corny or like say like the CG being off, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. or things like that, it just added to what a great comic episode it was. Yeah. Because it had sweet moments, you know, it had empowering moments, it had Wally dancing, it had the (laughs) glitter. That's his own moment. Leave it right there for a sec. Okay, now we'll go on. <laughs> and he gets his suit at the end, so there's this like great upper that, like, as a fan, like you're just waiting for Wally to get his suit. Yeah. But then it's not. They don't take away the stakes because you see that glimpse of the future that Barry has, and mm-hmm. now you're just wondering how that's going to play out. So I'm really excited for what comes next, but I'm so satisfied by what happened in that episode that I just, I was just in for the whole ride. I know I was making fun of parts of it, but like, it, it, I was making fun of it <laughs> I mean, the way when, I made fun of comics, when, 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 he, when he dropped the Philosopher's Stone line, we all were like, what? Okay, yeah. Let's Come on, pause. Malfoy, really? And talk <laughs> about <Stone>. that. <laughs> Man, the Philosopher's Stone. Anyway. Like, of course you got corrupted by a philosopher's stone. Of course you did. Of course you did because you're Draco Malfoy and just Harry Potter is everything. Tell so me more about Voldemort and Dumbledore. <laughs> Draco and lightning bolts. It's just like it's the uh, worst. I'm saying Savitar's the Dark Lord. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you must not be named. Anyway. All right, Jason. Definitely think? passable. I agree with everything that's already been said. It it did its job. Uh, so just straight up passable? Like middle of the road passable? Or more than passable? No, more than passable. Okay. Oh, more passable. than passable. Okay. It did its job as a continue. Like, I was worried after the crossover, like nobody was going to refer to the crossover and both Arrow and mm, Flash did I'm the right job that. of actually like, well, last week we fought aliens. Like, I'm like, all right, Especially good. Especially Arrow. Yeah. I'm glad they yeah. Didn't mention that. But they definitely did that on Flash as a, as a holiday episode. I thought it was that you had your little typical holiday sitcom moment like mm-hmm. at the end like carolers and let's make it snow like HR that being was, drunk yes, yes. <laughs> that, that was awesome that's right up there for me with Wally's dancing yeah but um yeah. also the grandma egg, eggnog yes. face off when, egg face when they both go damn our grannies were alcoholics so like, <laughs> just like those little moments are so great and even though all it basically did was flip around fucking with the past with fucking with the future but at least they did raise the stakes going into the next season. Like, the only bad stuff I can say about it is just nitpicking stuff that I always have with Flash. Just like, why does Savitar got to be a big metal guy? Like, why does he look like Megatron? <laughs> like, there. you know, you're a speed. Like, what that's mean- my complaint with the whole BVS universe. Yeah. You're Flash. You shouldn't be running around in armor. Like, it'll weigh you down. Yeah, that's true. But whatever. You know, it's just little nitpicking things like that. But other than that, I thought it was a great episode. Like, Samia said, probably mm-hmm. one of the best of this season. I mean, you know that Savitar is actually cast as um, Colossus from X-Men, Which right? is ironic it's that you get guy. a big metal yeah. guy playing the big metal guy. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe in the second half of the season, he's going to drop that armor. Hopefully. I, I will say, like, yeah. I was hoping, and I I guess it's still possible, I, I want both on Arrow and Flash, since it seems to be referring to their past, I want Prometheus on Arrow to be Tommy. <laughs> and I want... Yeah. Uh, you and the rest of the world. I, yeah. Yeah, and right? I want Savitar to be Eddie. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even, well, it's already like, confirmed not to be Eddie, actually. Right. But yeah, I said I want to. It. But I feel like even though he basically ba- blamed Barry for causing this to him, mm. I feel like that doesn't write it out that Savitar can still be a future version of Barry. Like, he could be speaking of himself in the third person. Like, you say that all, you, all the huh, time. Actually, I'm my own worst enemy. Why would Barry not fuck up his own life and become the villain? Actually. So he locked himself up in the Speed Force? Yes. That's awesome. what he said. He said that, you know, and that reminds Barry me, locked him in his Because he says, he's like, I am the future. Mm-hmm. Comma, Flash. If you didn't have that comma, he's like, I'm the future Flash. You're like, shit, fuck. I think Greg Blenders is fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely probably is, but yeah. it is an idea that I've had, and we'll see. 
I mean, I like that idea a lot. I, I've always said that the best villains are ones that have some kind of personal stake with heroes. Because so. you want to think about it, just from that episode, technically, Barry did lock him in the Speed Force. That doesn't mean that it's not also Barry, because at that moment in that episode, he did lock him in the Speed Force. If you want to, like, go around hey, technology. Hey, I'm, I'm with the conspiracy <laughs> theories, man. I'm down with the theorizing. Oh, you know so. I love my conspiracy theories, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you two more than passables and one perfect? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it up. I'm going to say perfect, too. And it's really, it's close. Like, it, 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 yeah, it's close. It, yeah. it just barely scraped by with the perfect. And like, I think what really kept it from being like the solid perfect was just things that I was expecting that didn't happen. Like the, the trickster thing. I was really excited to see uh, Mark Hamill return as the trickster. And especially when Three I saw seconds. that. <laughs> he got just as much time as Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. Appropriate. Hence the teeth. Yes, and that's it. Like just so many callbacks. What I thought looked like homages to Leto. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see him do it better. And for that, like one minute, yeah. I was down with it. But like, just like Leto, I'm not gonna say it was better or worse because like I need to see more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, but I mean. Perfect overall because it had, like you said, Sam, it had all those like, great moments. It had the fun moments, it had the exciting moments, it had the epic moments, it had the sad moments. And like things like for me, it didn't need more than that, oh my God, you're going to kill another person I love. <laughs> like, what else yeah. do you need, Arsenio? Like, yeah. he lost everything. What else can this man lose? It's He's going to get a pet in the fourth season and the fucking speedster next season is going to snap his neck. Like, yeah. <laughs> tune in next season. Yeah. Find out. The rival's going to be like, fuck your cat. Oh, oh. no. And also another thing, like another thing that was good about the episode was that every character actually had a small moment of personal yeah. growth. Yes. Instead of some of them just staying stagnant, like uh, I was about to call her Snow. She is Snow. Caitlin. 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 Thank you. Uh, Caitlin, like taking off her gloves and being like, "We could have a white Christmas." Like that's a huge thing for her to willingly like use her powers. That's very considering true. what we've yeah. seen her. Which go can through. go drive her crazy. Yeah, I'd be like, "Don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> just this is cool. This I don't want to savage Christmas, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but stuff like that, like, really pushed it. I mean, especially even before that with the uh, Cisco in her moment where Cisco very appropriately sees the ghost of his Christmas past. Yeah. Which is Dante. I hate that guy so much. Fuck Dante. Even his ghost is an asshole. I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) His Earth 1's an asshole. His Earth 2's an asshole. His ghost's an asshole. Yeah, right. But, like... And that was another thing I was like, I've seen this in Harry Potter, too. I can't remember which spell it was, but, like, somebody, like, (laughs) talking to you that is disguised as a loved one or seeing your heart's desire on the mirror Eraset in, like, the first one. I was like, yeah, I'm all this fucking Harry Potter in here right now. Like, come on. (laughs) But just from, like, a... a like a character perspective like I just love the fact that it was a flip on what happened before with Cisco and, and Caitlin this time it was yeah. her talking Cisco off the ledge yeah. rather than the reverse when she was going Killer Frost so it just yeah. shows you that bond and that's really they're a family yeah the family the Flash family at least in the show is a real thing yeah. like and the reason why I love this show so much is it's a soap opera in the best way because it's, it's less about just the the whiz pow of like the action and like the the speedster mm. and the villain of the week and like a lot of times I'm tuning in just for the characters and the relationships and how they grow how they change yeah. and how they like vibe off each other. Uh. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gonna say Arsenio? Uh, oh yeah, I feel like just like how Cisco always is. Like I love this moment, but like he missed a total joke opportunity. The philosopher's stone. He didn't. He oh, didn't, <laughs> he said Expelliarmus on the freaking roof. Well, that would be too much. Like they, I think that was like a writer's joke that they even did. So I was like, if we have Cisco say it, they're all gonna look at him like, really, <laughs> <laughs> really Malfoy. But what did you guys think? I'm gonna ask your opinions of the prophecy, the moment where we get alchemy or Savitar talking through Malfoy. I mean Julian. <laughs> <laughs> the difference. Yeah, one will betray you, 
one will fall and one will suffer a fate worse than death theories who do you think those characters are the obvious red herring right now is the one who will fall will be iris yeah yeah do which you, by the fact that it's a red herring i don't think they're really gonna you know what i would usually be that person who'd be like it's a red herring no way but every time i say that it's usually the obvious choice That's true. yeah well and also like i'm saying that and i'm thinking of all the red herrings in arrow whereas with flash they're kind of like you thought we were gonna do it we're doing it no. whereas in arrow they're like haha psych to the point where you can tell that's true, yeah, yeah. Because in yeah, last yeah. season, like, they hinted that, like, Felicity was going to die at the mid-season right. finale. And, yeah. of course, she just miraculously recovered from a spine. We're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cure for fucking <laughs> paralysis. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> who shall fall? Well, there is Iris. Who will betray him? I'm saying Wally. Because mm. I want Wally to beat the shit out of Barry. <laughs> I mean, is it still that, you know, that... X factor of he got his powers from Savitar basically so yeah. what's gonna happen yeah mm-hmm. and the one who's suffer a fate worse than death Caitlyn so yeah. go full on crazy full on snow kill everyone I don't know see those are my assumptions too yeah and I feel like that's too obvious yeah. yeah but that's the thing they do the obvious sometimes yeah it's like oh this is my Earth 2 counterpart Hunter Zolomon okay <laughs> okay Jay <laughs> What do you think, Jason? I don't know. To me, I feel like the obvious to betray them just because what they've been doing this season would be Caitlyn because she's turning into a killer for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The obvious just from the episode, the fall would be Iris, and I would think the to suffer the, the fate worse than death would be Cisco, just because how close he is to Caitlyn. But my own theories, I don't, I don't think they're going to go the obvious route. I could see the one betraying them being Cisco. Mm. Yeah, just kind of they, they have been a little. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's okay with Barry now, but he spent half the season already hating Barry. We already know he's haunted by his father's death, um, and I could see them if uh, Cisco's the one that goes evil. Honestly, I could see him killing Joe. Like I, we have this joke at at work that like if there was a TV sitcom like My Black Dad, that be Joe. <laughs> like, I want him as my dad. Yeah, like yeah. he's like the perfect dad, he really and like so he sweet. he kind of connects everybody. And if he was to die, like that would crush everybody dude i will tell barry myself to change the timeline Joe <laughs> dies. Like, i don't care what happens i don't care if freaking diggle gets six kids like, you go back and bring him back <laughs> wait barry i i had triplets <laughs> and and if joe dies then the one that it would affect the most worse than death would obviously be by iris because then it'd probably be a debt that she'd blame on barry which would further divide the two of them get jason that. in the writing studio oh no i hate i, I mean i love it but, I hate I mean, it. <laughs> but it makes drama like on yeah. all like yeah. you know so it makes sense uh, one thing I learned though when it comes to these CW shows whenever I have theories like my Jake Garrick theory from last season yeah. not my Jake Garrick theory my, sorry my uh, my Zoom theory from last season yeah. I'm always wrong so <laughs> damn it it's I actually mean, a good one I, I, I agree with you Arsenio mm-hmm. but if I had to like play devil's advocate I would probably say that if Iris does die the one who would suffer a fate worse than death would be Barry just straight up because if like you see it now. He's already suffering just from the thought of that she yeah. might die. Yeah. Isn't that a cop out if he's one of it the people? It really is. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a theory I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he becomes Avatar. Well, because it makes me think that if you had Wally as the betrayer and then Joe the one who gets killed, then the one suffering a fate worse than death again would be Iris. And that is a way you could. Why go. are you guys trying to destroy the West family? Like, having... I don't want them to. <laughs> if we're the Allen family's the destroyed. <laughs> Because, I mean, like, the other the other kind of, like, I feel like red herring, which is why we can't really pinpoint what it's going to be, is, like, Caitlyn could be the one suffering, like, worse than death or the betrayer. Mm. Like, very easily. Mm. I feel like she's going to be one or the other. Yeah. But that changes who would be the others. Season four, Caitlyn's the back. I, I mean, not Caitlyn. Iris. 
Iris is the bad guy. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I said that uh, I didn't think Caitlyn Snow would be a great Killer Frost, but and I was you totally wrong. So yeah. maybe Iris is the most ruthless <laughs> one. <laughs> like you don't know shit about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically it. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about Flash before we wrap it up? Mm, I think I'm good. I think we yeah, liked so. it too much to say yeah. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. I mean, good yeah. way to cap off the season. I mean, and for, to me, it was the strongest of the three finales or uh, four finales. I guess kind of Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> Supergirl doesn't count as anything. It's really no, sad. It, it doesn't. It did, unfortunately. I'm hoping, and I can't wait for more um, speedster team ups in the back half of the season. Should be just getting a little yeah. taste with Jay it's and Flash. It's such a good setup for it. It's like seeing both flashes together. Yeah, I just love the banter. It's like, oh, you're the sidekick. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Seniority. Well, yeah, senior citizen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. I just want like the the full Flash team up against Avatar to end. Take all my money. That's what I want. <laughs> all the money. All right, let's get into the Arrow. We had a deal. I get to be there when you take him down. I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to make him wish he was dead. Prometheus knows who we all are. He knows that I'm the Green Arrow. I know everything. Who you love, who you trust, who you've hurt. Evelyn, why? This city needs to be saved from you. The main villain is the ultimate troll. <laughs> That's really all Prometheus is to me right now. Yeah. I don't know. He just... Are you, do you guys feel a sense of menace from Prometheus? He's kind of trying to be like Deathstroke was in season two, but like falling short. His voice doesn't do it for me. <laughs> no. God, no. Right? He seems young. Yeah. And now that we have like spoilers, spoilers. He seems spoilers, a little it's, ignorant. Yeah, let's get into like the, the reveal. Like every... Clue is pointing to him being the son of that Claiborne guy who yeah. was like the. What's you retcon in? Yeah, the retcon foreshadowing of and, like, season one flashbacks. The retcon within that episode, too. It's like they couldn't even try and build that up over one or two episodes. They had to just throw all of that in there. So then it's like, well, we're going to talk about this drug thing right now because guess what? It's important to who Prometheus is. Like it's yeah. just, it's such an obvious setup. Why even have the Russia stuff then? Just like have the flashbacks be of season one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, fake season one. <laughs> I mean, I did love seeing Oliver as the hood again. Yeah. Like, oh, let's how, get into it. Let's, Arsene, you started with that. Yeah. About the hood. The, seeing him as the hood again is like, it shows how much he's changed. Like, I fucking miss the balls Oliver had in season one because he was ruthless. I miss you have failed this city. <laughs> Go in, kill everybody, just drops bodies on a freaking escalator, which props to the stunt team for that because yeah. ow. But all this was like there was like even the way they were shooting up to like the scene where he goes to strike them Prometheus, yeah. How it cuts from like seeing the present, then going to the past, playing out completely. I still we still don't know who Prometheus is, and I'm praying to God it's not the guy's son because it's it's a nobody. Red herrings. I mean, they made it see like, even that. What was the uh, the test Felicity did on the ash or whatever? To yeah, find it, DNA, it's the, so. it's the dad, the guy who he killed his ashes. Yeah, so I mean. It, they make it seem like it's his son, but they haven't seems, said seems it. Seems so. too obvious, though. Seems too obvious. Yeah, and like in Arrow style, like when they set up something like that and they make it obvious, it just happens within that episode. The fact that we mm. didn't really find out who he is means that it's probably not him. Yeah. yeah. But it was still annoying as fuck. So, so what would you give for a rating? It's definitely more than passable. That okay. is good moments. Choreography was good. The ending is, uh... <laughs> uh where's uh, Lewis? <laughs> he this is, dude... <laughs> he is twerking somewhere in joy. I think even he doesn't know how to feel about this one, though. I think he's still oh, conflicted. I know how he feels about it. He's extremely happy about it. Really? Yes. Even with how they execute it? Lewis, I love it? you, but... 
I think if you're a real big fan of Laurel and Black Canary, I'll, you know, I'll just jump in before you, Sam. I'm go sorry. for it. Go <laughs> for it. Like, if you're a really big fan, like, I don't talk about the twist, but, like, if you're a big fan of Laurel, you should want better for her yeah. for, a, like, a comeback. Like, yeah. that was something... Like, look, death is already a revolving door in these shows, and we all know that. We know how comic books work. We know how yeah. like, TV shows work. But the Where's same, Tommy? yeah, like at some point, there's just no stakes though. If you're just gonna keep killing off characters and then bringing them back with like really weak excuses, and in this one, I don't know what the reason is yet. But there's been no reason. No. <laughs> no. Well, and I can't think of one good reason why this would be happening. Barry Flashpoint. Allen. They've like the speculation is Flashpoint. Just, some of the creators have hinted toward it being Flashpoint related. I personally was hoping that in the Legends of Tomorrow finale, they were gonna do something with. Um, Katie, Ka- Katie Lotz and uh, and Damian Dark. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. Sarah and Damian Dark. That would change it that way. Yes. Yeah, so that then, would make that more would sense. So then, yes, in retroactive, you would go, oh, that's why she appeared on Arrow. Yeah. That so, would make sense and be logical, but no. But no, instead, we have Sarah, like, even on in the crossover event, being like, do you know how many times I wish I could go back and change my sister dying? So it's like, obviously, yeah. she hasn't. Well, I just dropped the ball on another thing, but we're going to get to that. Soon. Yeah, I would have given this episode a perfect, if not for the shoehorned in final twist because it's especially a situation where I felt like they dropped the ball because there was like a soprano like building toward the climax. It was the ending was beautiful how it was playing out. Yes. All the things that, you know, all the people that were negatively affected by Oliver, they were showing scenes of that, showing scenes that of was the best part Mr. Of that Terrific episode. losing his husband. Yeah. Also actually that's also a reason why I give it less than imperfect. I give it more than passable. Because I don't actually don't like that side thing with him and his husband but I didn't know that, like you know um, you get old, why it's there I get yeah. why it's there yeah. but it, for that moment it was a powerful moment yeah because you see him being like you know him going through grief you see Diggle being taken down by that SWAT team probably yeah. go back to jail black man can never stay out of jail <laughs> it's fucked up Felicity man too yeah and then Felicity and the whole you know well that's the most obvious one bro you shot her her husband or her boyfriend, her boyfriend. which that pro- she barely, barely even wanted to call a boyfriend this yeah. entire episode but which props to her where she didn't go into like I thought she was gonna do the season four with Felicity where she was gonna hate Oliver again so but she I. was like no this was Prometheus yeah no but I'm glad they didn't I actually would hate the episode more if they did yeah. that yeah. because it was very much a thing where it's like you know it wasn't my fault you know it's not something I wanted mm. to do it was only my fault in the sense that I went there to kill somebody but we're all in agreement that sometimes people gotta die. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Prometheus had to go. And it shows like Oliver's growth as a character where he's he's showing how broken he feels about it. Yeah. And the team comforts him and is like, Also, I thought beautiful. he was gonna hide it, but he came straight in and just told them. How could you hide character it? Character development. No, I know, but like there was so many things where we said, How could you hide it? And he yeah. still hid it for like His the son. last four seasons. Yeah. His son, yeah. <laughs> no, Sarah that's good. Alive. Good point, good point. Um, but yeah, so like I would just give it a more than passable, and I really wish that it it just saved that Laurel moment for the next season. Like, I didn't need to see it. Like there was not a moment where I was like, "We we just saw her in the 100th episode." Yeah. yeah. We did not need the, like the the heel turn. Like, oh, she's actually still alive. Like I just Honest- went through like the grieving of losing her. Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's honestly like what was like what I was waiting for in the Flash episode. It was like, where's the drama for drama's sake? And it came through an arrow. Yeah, and it was worse. Yeah. For it. yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. So what do you think, Sam? I. I say this as somebody that had really, really strong feelings for Arrow. I gave it a passable. No, that's fair. I just... It was painful for me, though. Like, the first half of that episode was really painful. In that, yay, like, Artemis has betrayed them. Oh, my God, she's acting like she hasn't betrayed them. Oh, my God, now she's confronted... It was just... It it was so slow. And it was so predictable and hokey. Yeah. The way all of that played out. And we still don't even know why she's doing that. Like, we have no reason to believe 
why she would like turn on a heel and then they're like, oh, I think she went dark after she, he found out you were the hood. Really? Yeah, like, that is why? Did, like, though, confirmed. Dumbest fucking reason ever. But yeah. why? You know, like, I mean, I get that that was like because slightly shocking. Because he killed people. And she already blamed him. So does Prometheus. Okay, let's and Prometheus is not a killer. What's he called? The star killer? Star killer? Ninja star yeah. killer? Whatever the hell. Also, let's not forget when we first met her character last season, she was doing all kinds of shenanigans that were getting innocent people hurt. Oh, yeah. So As you can fuck canary. off. <laughs> a little bit hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> So like that that just like really killed the episode because like for the first twenty minutes I was kind of waiting for it to start. And like to to get over that part of it. Mm. I just didn't I just didn't feel like it was necessary. It was just like annoying drama. It didn't really do anything Honestly, for me. I might have to dial back to the passable. Because like now that you're just saying that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> now that you're saying that, I'm like a lot of the, like there were some like, I, I think I'm like overestimating the moments that I really did enjoy like I like yeah they were only about flashbacks. five minutes of that episode you're blinded by the end moments but the felicity when he got on his knee and it was oh, like, the a, pen. like a call the pen and yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like you the liked proposal felicity. and yeah like elicity vintage I love that and, oh my God. <laughs> and vintage him and diggle and alright yeah you're right it's all nostalgia oh fuck you Aaron no, I get it <laughs> I see your game <laughs> yeah because also let's not forget the shoehorned in relationship with the reporter that ah. is just there. Charlie I Ogle still hate it. it. Let me ask you: Do you feel like she might be Prometheus? Because yes. like, what was that weird moment when she was pouring the liquor? Yo, and the vodka close yes. up. Yeah. Yes. Was that the vodka? Like the Russian vodka? That's what everybody online is saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say it just that, looked like Stoli to me, but I, that's still vodka. <laughs> I was gonna say the vodka's the reason why he's seeing Laurel. She's behind it all. He got that wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's actually already confirmed by Steve Demel that the episode after the uh, well, the premiere is going to be about them vetting this Laurel to figure out if she's actually who she says she is. She's Talia Ogul. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> have, well, <laughs> have they announced who's playing Talia? Yeah. Because if not, is it possible that the reporter is Talia? I'm not happy. That with was that. our guess. That was but, like Dark Knight guess. It was like, oh, you're fucking Talia. Yeah. Which I hope not, because that's strike two for me. Because I didn't like Talia in Dark Knight at all. The me either. Playing Nobody her, so. did. Not even the actress. I just didn't like that whole that concept. It was like, her, yeah. I have this crazy plan to kill you because I hate my father, even though I also... I, yeah, I hate my father. So what am I going to kill you? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, so what, what are you doing here? It's like, I went for Batman to be like, so where do I come into this? Like, if you hate him and I killed him, why do you care? Yeah. Well, I like him once you killed him. So you fucked me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, not to mention I'm the world's greatest detective, but I saw you naked and never noticed that tattoo in your back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Listen, his, his detective schools are questionable at best in that movie. I'm just saying, you don't. It doesn't matter what your end game is. If your revenge encapsulates or has the sucking the dick of the guy you want to cause revenge to at any point in there, it's not really revenge. Argument? Like, argument? No. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to destroy your world. But first. Oh my God. <laughs> Famous. Famous. <laughs> It's like, mm, are you really destroying my world? I'm going to destroy your world, but first, sex. What a way to go. <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you think? I'm a little torn on this episode, but I think I'm going to give it a passable. Um, okay. I'm torn because it had a lot of, it did have moments for me. And yeah. you guys know I'm a big softy. And <laughs> the whole thing when Oliver came back, because and, 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 if, if this is totally me, the way he was like, he always pushes everybody away. And he was right there. Everybody get away from me. I ruin everybody's life. And Digger was just like, in. we're exactly yeah. where we need to be. I love yeah. that. Fucking hugged him. Like, that was beautiful. I was tearing. I cried. I, I cried. I, I'm yeah. not going to say I teared up. I cried. Wow, I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely legit cried. The whole Laurel, um, not Laurel, sorry, Felicity Oliver moment with the pen, like calling back to, you know, Felicity and everything season. like that. Little moments right. like that. 
it and it, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's nostalgia. Yeah. Like it made me feel like this is when I liked Arrow better. So much so it tricked me to think it was more yeah. impassable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just like, real wait. quickly to breeze through things you guys already said, like you know the whole Prometheus thing. Like, what the hell is his end game? Like he doesn't even really seem like he's a threat. Um, yeah, and if his Artemis. backstory is he did all the training that Oliver did. So what? You've been training since yeah. then. Like, yeah. all right, great. You retreaded the five years he's been gone, but since then he's fought Malcolm Merlin. He's fought, fought Miracle, Meta Humans, yeah. and Aliens. Yes, yeah. fucking Aliens, yeah. bro. How, how did you train that? Did you do some flips and you, you learn how to fight Aliens? <laughs> do some flips. Yeah. The whole Artemis thing. Like, I really feel like it'd be a better motivation if, like, she was a mole that he put in her organization. Because they're setting up that's whoever he is. Prometheus knows Oliver. He knows his methods. Yeah. He knows his people. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me that it's this this son of this mobster or businessman, whoever it was. This random how did, how yeah. then in two, three years did he learn all of Oliver's secrets? It has to right. be somebody he knows. So it makes sense that he set it up so she would get inducted into his crew right. instead mm-hmm. of just, oh, I'm mad because Oliver killed people. Now I'm going to just seek out Prometheus that nobody else can find and just turn against him. Like, Because also, like, why would he even need her then? Exactly. He doesn't, doesn't even he was, need her. She was giving he already him knew pictures, he- but I'm like... If you already know everything about him, why do you need like just random stuff? Because also he like, he already knew that it was Oliver. Yeah. Like and and whatever his name is told him it was Oliver and was like we cool and then he got killed. Maybe they're they're like going back and forth because they don't know if Tommy's gonna confirm yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not confirmed for Listen, the next season yet. So. I got it. New crackpot theory. Prometheus is Roy. I saw that flip. You know when he did the flip? Yo, that was also yo. my first thought. I was like, is it Roy? Oh my God, it's Roy. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's a flip that he just learned from someone else. All right, never mind. <laughs> it's Roy. God damn it. But apparently they're, they're trying to set it up that he learned it from Talia because they were saying a woman that when I was yeah, with the Russia. Russians. But yeah. but that's one of the things I didn't like either. Like, let's focus on the, you know, like two, two on the nose. Let's really focus on the flip. There's something about this flip. Let's really focus on the vodka bottle. There's something about this liquor bottle. Just, mm-hmm. just tell us. Instead of stop dropping these little hints that might not turn out to be anything. I've been a cock tease. And it's yeah. weird they didn't reveal Prometheus. That's usually no. what they do with these mid Yeah, but instead they like... went for the Laurel thing, which you really didn't need to do. That I feel That's the problem with episodic yeah. television. We need to keep people guessing for the next month until it comes up, comes back on the air. Yeah. You already had me guessing. Yeah. like That that whole closure was me guessing, and then the, the, the stinger of... Surprise, Piali. motherfucker. I'm like, I don't... That was too much. <laughs> like, that was way too many questions. That's when you I lose didn't me. even fucking qu- I guess myself. And, like, my only other issue is just stop making Mr. Terrific such a bitch. Like, thank you. He's guesses. Yeah. I, we get it. He's the rookie of the group. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to get his ass kicked every single fight. He's yeah. had T bombs in season three. What the hell? I don't know what's going to take this first man to actually just use the T spheres. Like, I don't. How many times he got his ass kicked? Yeah, right. And just on touching on Mr. Terrific real quick, I really don't like that side story with him and his, like, gay husband. Like, I fucking hate his husband. Both reasonings. The first reasoning being, oh, you're bringing out, you're cheating on me, you're just going out and do all these things. It's like, yeah. all right, you're doing too much. Yeah. Dude, and really? that was for too many scenes, too. Yeah. Like, we should have had, he should have had that suspicion in one scene, and then we would have moved on to the story. Yeah. But instead, yeah. it was like two or three cuts before yeah. he moved it was, on. To. It was even, no, it was even it's not berating him when he woke up in the hospital. Like, that was still him going, so like, like, you're cheating me, aren't you? He was like, no. Bruh, he, he just reveals, fought the fucking Prometheus. Yeah. When he reveals he's a superhero. He still has issues because, like, but I don't want to wait up every night waiting for you to wait, come home or not wait, come home. Wait, right? And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to wonder if it's the last time I'm going to see you. So then you're going to break up with him, and that's the last time you're going to see him. So you and then don't you love just, me. <laughs> and then you just won't know if or when he dies. So, but you're my husband. You love me though. Right? Yeah, it's but like, like I, I love you, but I can't go to bed wondering if you're if you're going to die. If you're not with him, you're going to wonder that either way. Cops, firefighters. People in the military. Thank you. These are yes. all people who had these jobs. Yes. Their specific others are thinking the same things. And what did they do? 
stick by him. So yeah. it just makes that relationship seem weak. And that's the point against that because it's like you're the only gay relationship on the show. Like, don't <laughs> don't be petty. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's also like it's a little problematic for the political stance of the writing because it's like, oh, you make the gay relationship the mm. bitches. Yeah, like that's what you yeah. basically did. And it's like, come on, you have to make them at least a little bit more emotionally stable. Like the way Curtis handles that, where he says to Felicity, you know, he just doesn't understand. I have to do this, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you see how much being a vigilante and being on that side of like the good basically means to him yeah. that was such a cool moment and it was a good payoff but I wish we could have gotten there with less whining yeah. and weak reasoning drama for drama's sake exactly and whenever that happens it's just not good writing like it just it makes the characters look weaker mm-hmm. yeah. it makes me not like that husband at all no. in the show yeah. like oh get off leave I'm glad you're gone <laughs> it, it would have been stronger writing and a stronger character if once he found out the truth like he would have just came out like I love you and I support you and mm-hmm. this is something you, and maybe they're gonna do that two three episodes down the line but we still yeah. had right now, all the whining of this episode sake. yeah yeah because like he also didn't have to leave like it could have been like I'm. it's gonna take me a long time to be mm-hmm. okay with this but then if yeah. he had just like gone to his corner or something like that still would have been upsetting but powerful so many ways you could have wrote it better. More empowering. Because now Curtis won't give a fuck. So he'll probably get killed. Because he doesn't have a reason to come What, home. being reckless? Yes. No, I'm hoping he's going to be like, you know what? I need to wise up. I'm going to get these tear spheres <laughs> out of storage. Get me some Miracle or some yeah. shit. Please do something, bro. Because this is just Oh, every you know week. what would be cool writing, though? <laughs> now they're not going to do it if I say it. Sarah. <laughs> no, but if they... If they wrote Mr. Terrific so that he's, like, working harder on his devices and training more Mm. and doing all these things so that he says, I have to be able to guarantee him that I will always come home so that that. he feels safe about letting me go. I just got goosebumps. Holy shit. Like, that would be so nice. He's so bitch, man. He'd be like, nope. (laughs) He'd be like, you're still going out there. Fuck off. You can't guarantee it. (laughs) Go back to braiding your hair. Well, I've got this machine. It is really fast. (laughs) Well, now you got me thinking, like... Because it's CW and drama for drama's sake. Uh, Ragman is is homosexual, right? So he, they never confirmed that, did they? I remember he, he asked him, but he never said definitively. Yes maybe or no. they're trying to separate. Set them up. Yeah, set, set, I know set our set friend up. Michael wants yeah. that. <laughs> well, it's like in Supergirl, like Mon El and Qu- and Quinn. Quinn's never confirmed he's gay, but he's got little tendencies. Yeah, but they never strip asked him like they did yeah. for uh, Curtis and Ragman. That was like a like a plot point where he was yeah, like, "Yeah, oh, you're gay." He was like. I don't know what he said. He didn't say yes or you know, no. He didn't really. He kind of said like, "You're just not my type," but he never yeah. said like, "Men aren't my type." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll do that. But superhero dating couple. Yeah. Thank you for like bringing me down to reality, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it was more impassable. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. More than half of that show was just like, why? That's like, what she's here. On. Yeah, I was waiting for like that stinger of like, oh, that's what Prometheus, but they never, never really came. So, all right, well. Nothing else to say about Arrow. Moving on to Legends. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Capone, we'd like to offer our services. Capone becomes the mayor? Welcome to Chicago, Mr. Ness. You want to nail Capone and Rex is killer? We do this my way. Like a criminal. Hope they're ready for some action. Get them, boys. And I'm here to set you straight. I mean, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go first in this one. Do it. Like, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling it because it's the same problem I'm having from... Uh, let me get me wrong. I'm liking it more than I did season one. 
But it's just the same problem that I had in season one with the direction of Vandal Savage. I'm having with this with this uh, season. Yeah. Like, what are the Legion of Doom really doing? I get now they have this whole thing with, oh, okay, let's get the, the, the Spear, Spear of, of Destiny, Destiny and rewrite reality. I'm like, you're a speedster. You can do that already. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and even that scene, like, I was thought he's like, oh, we got to get out of here fast. Like, if you would have had, like, the time race show up, yeah. it would have made it so much better. How much like time fuckery can you do? Because every episode is fucking with time. So it's like I, in the Flash, you said the, that the reason why the time rush don't fuck with you is because oh, I just do it right. Like I, I'm, the same I'm careful. The same guy who was worried about it before is now just like fuck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of the timeline. I don't give a shit. Giving Al Capone all the things he needs to take over the fucking like, city. I'm like, so you can make Al Capone become the mayor of Chicago, and time rush have no problem with that. Okay, but th- that's just nitpicking. My my problem is the focus. Like, yeah, it's the all villains over. themselves aren't intimidating. They're their master plan is like weak at best. Fuck up time and that's and it. vague at best. Still, like at, at the midpoint of the season, I should know exactly what the plan is. And we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, and like you have the quote unquote Legion of Doom, but it just feels like the Reverse Flash and his two lackeys. It pretty much is. Because like Dark doesn't have his powers, and Malcolm Merlin this entire episode, which was his introduction. Which seems so out of nowhere. Just like yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Malcolm. He just walks on He's like, hey guys, I'm here. Yeah, let's do this. But he wasn't even the Dark Archer. He was just Malcolm Merlin, classic Malcolm Merlin, with his slick back hair and bad makeup, so he looks younger. Like I don't like it. <laughs> and his stunt double. Yeah, and his stunt double. Yeah, like, it had to be very current. obvious. That probably the most obvious stunt double I've ever seen in any CW show. Yeah. at any point in time, this was it. I tried to look away, but I couldn't. I couldn't not look at his face. I'm like, that's not him. It's obviously not him. Does anyone see that? <laughs> he is Asian. <laughs> like, yeah, like what? he doesn't do with a wig on with slick back hair. Like the. <laughs> But it had to be current Malcolm Merlin, and that makes it even worse because I was I was trying to figure it out myself, and he looked like he had the one fake. No, hand. he he had the black glove. So it had to be the current Malcolm Merlin. So why? why Wait, the, it was the current Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, because he yes. had the one black glove on. Because remember, he lost his hand last season on Arrow. Then why did he look like I a, a doll? Know. I don't. Know. Like he looked like well, he's John because he's and, fabulous. Yes. I'm not crazy, right? He looked like he had a bunch of makeup on to look no, younger, he, right? He definitely did he definitely have a did. lot of makeup, more makeup on. His cheeks were blush as hell. It's John Barrowman. <laughs> he just came off of a drag show and just like, all right, exactly. fuck it, I'm, right, I'm right. this episode. <laughs> I'm fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is my main issue. So I would... I have a bigger issue. I would... Oh, boy. Less than passable. Like, I would want to give it even yeah. as a passable, but like, there was not even a moment in this episode that I was just like... There was, there was no high point. There was a lot of low points. The highest point was Jax's side eye. True. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yes, when the, the, the when uh when Reverse Flash took Stein's body and like was impersonating him poorly, mind you. Very bad. Like did he just like take uh, he just forgot all of his acting lessons from being like uh Tom Cavanaugh? Like he yeah. just forgot how to be a character. He's just like, <laughs> I'll just bubble my way through this, it'll be fine. I'm like, you're the worst spy ever right now. <laughs> so when Jax gives him the side eye, I'm like yeah, obviously it's not him, bro. And wouldn't he know even before that that they have a psychic connection? Did some of that life juice have some of that connection in it? Yeah, I don't like, get it. How come I just can't tell where you are or how you feel? Yeah. Or, you know, he would still get, like, you know, the readings like, oh, I'm still being tortured. Something's not right. Yeah, nothing. Plot holes. I don't understand that at all. But the side eye was worth it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jason, what was your bigger issue? The cock tease with uh, Leonard Snart. Mm, yes. Oh, my God. How did yes. <laughs> I try to. I, I agree with you. Season two is a lot better than season one. I'm not going to say a lot better. It's better than season one. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, the main reason why I watched the show was always the, the, the prison break dynamic between Snart and Heatwave. Yes. Yeah. I love those two actors together, the way they play off each other. And I've been ecstatic waiting for Snart to come back. And it was just all in 
It's just a cock just, tease, just, Barry. Just, just That's all it is. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Nothing. And he's supposed to be a regular on the yeah. show, I thought. And so I it's guess like, at some point they're going to bring him back, but it's just, come on. If he, as a random ghost memory. I swear to God, yeah. if he's a regular as like makes like hallucination, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be mad. That That'll probably make party. me rage quit the show. Yeah. No. I don't. I'm with you. I would also show. rage quit the show if it's like, yeah, I'm just your psychic buddy from now on. Like, yeah, I'm no. just gonna stand here and monologue while nobody hears me, and you talk to yourself. <laughs> It'll be like, like a la Doctor Strange. Like, oh, I'm just in the astrotemporal field. Like, it's just my spirit <laughs> randomly floating around, and I can make shockwaves happen. Oh, so whack. I hated that. Thing. Oh, you're right, man. Thank you for reminding me of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. what did you feel like in terms of rating? Uh, probably less than passable. Yeah. Um. Just like, you know, it's cool seeing like, you know, let's get a who's who of all the best villains of all the other shows you used to watch. And, you know, it's always a pleasure seeing uh, Reverse Flash on screen. Fucking shut up. But (laughs) but and I love his his uh, his dress down look with the black leather. But it's just like you said, there's no motivation. Like there's real no real reason for these guys really to be together. Like we need an idea. Oh, we'll go after the spirit destiny. Why? I don't know. It sounds cool. (laughs) We'll figure it out later. (laughs) Logic. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's just. It's just I don't know. Like I said, it's definitely better than last season, but it's still lacking. And I, I feel like that's I think it's the same issue. It's just direction. It's, it's direction. Like, it's it's the most episodic of all the CW shows. It's it's tough doing a weekly television that deals with time travel. It just like I feel like it's tough doing a series about a guy who runs fast because Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Doctor Who doesn't really care about going back and fucking things up. Like, if you're nah, setting certain <laughs> rules, yeah, like, true. how come, like, not, and this is just a nitpicking thing as a nerd, but how come if you're supposed to be policing the timeline, they never picked up on Barry fucking up at Flashpoint and they didn't go back to stop that, but they'll stop everything else? Yeah, that was never like an aberration. That was like, yeah, alert, that alert, obvious. Right? That was a yeah. huge aberration. Why are you not? Oh, you did Flashpoint. We didn't know, even though we have a special like counter that detects it. Like, come <laughs> a on, that determines exactly you know. these things you do. <laughs> and I get it. It's it's to create oh, an episodic TV series, but it's like the same thing with Flash. If this was real life, fights would be over before they ever began. They got oh, yeah. guns now. They don't. Like oh, that's yeah. it. It's over. But you have to come up with all these roadblocks and obstacles so you wouldn't do it. And I feel like that's the problem with the time travel. We're gonna set these rules down, but we're only gonna follow them dictating on the story. Yeah, and, and, and it hurts the series as I, a whole. I'm glad you mentioned that too. With the uh, <laughs> it should be like one, two, three for most of these fights. Mm-hmm. Reverse Flash is be killing all these people like instantly. Yeah. I don't know why these are even fights. I don't know why he'll like monologue before he gets shot with the, like a giant. He had blaster. no problem with Barry's mom, so like yeah. yeah. <laughs> even a uh, Savitar before he ki- like attacked. We never even talked about the um Wally. Barry team up at the end when they fought Savitar which oh, is fucking awesome yeah. I love the ping pong effect of Savitar yes. versus yeah. Barry <laughs> he's just being thrown across the room like a ping pong <laughs> um, but Savitar was like walking toward them with his blades out straight from like the, the, the walls of the, the whatever <laughs> I'm just like why don't you just kill them why why like I'm gonna do it oh I'm coming give me two more seconds I'm not joking <laughs> yeah I really mean it just do it <laughs> it's, you're, you're faster than time just do it yeah I don't know, this is my nitpick. What do you think, Sam? What, of Legends? Yeah, of Legends. Not yeah. of not of that ridiculous like uh, plot hole as always in every mm, show. My rating is, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch Legends? <laughs> no. And that's probably the best rating we can have. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she does. Also, that reminds me, the new relationship angle with Mick and Amala. Yeah, yeah. whatever they're pursuing there. They gotta have... Bi-racial. Every season, some yeah, some white guy has to date some black guy, black girl in the show. That's like a rule. It started with freaking Adam and Kendra and Eddie and freaking Iris, Iris. back in season one. Yeah, Barry and Iris. But at least, even at least, uh, Eddie and Iris, I, it didn't feel forced. It just felt like 
their relationship. Yeah, Mick and her definitely does feel forced. And Kendra and Adam the most so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what did you like feel about the episode overall? It was definitely less than passable. I guess one was I was watching enjoying. Like, I always love watching Why do you watch the show, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, when three people review the mid-season finale as all of us impassable, it's like, why? what are we doing? What are we yeah. doing our lives right now? <laughs> Main reason why I keep watching One, Sarah. Two, Heatwave. Yeah. Because yeah. makes just so fun to watch. Yeah, because he has to prove like, yeah, I'm the idiot. I love the sixties. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, now he's being the smarter one. Because like, one of the best lines that is like, oh, you can reverse brain damage. Like, why have you have why have you done it to Mick Gideon? Nah. Do you think I haven't tried? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, the snart cocktease just pissed me off. Because like, you miss something with him on the show. And even if you bring him back as the bad guy, then you have that moral dilemma of Mick. He's like, well, that's my partner. I should be with him. Yeah. yeah. And the way they teased it in the commercials was that. Like, he was going to come back and be with the Legion of Doom. I'm going to set you straight. To make you tune in, just like the crossover was four nights instead mm. of three and a after credit scene. Why, CW? Why you always lying? <laughs> why the fuck you lying? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just stop lying. Seriously. But, yeah. So, three less than passable. That's... It's so no. sad for this show. I feel like I've been watching Ace of the Shield at this point. Like, what am I missing out on? Like, <laughs> what am I holding back for? YouTube it. Three less than passables, and don't watch it. <laughs> Three less than I don't even bother. Yeah, it's just I don't know, guys. And it makes me so sad because I was so high on Legends of Tomorrow when it started. I that JSA fucked us. I was so excited to bring you that theme song. I'm like, dude, this JSA intro was amazing. <laughs> like, we gotta recreate this somehow. Do something with it. It's a it's a beautiful thing. And now just. And then Ooh. from there, just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. <sighs> and, and bringing up the JSA, just the CW DC shows just in general, what's pissing me off now this season is the fact that like on Arrow, it's like, we're the first and this has never happened before, except the heroes that we had in the 40s and the aliens that have always been around and the magic. Or, and the, it's wi like, or the wild until vigilante. <laughs> until more gets retconned in. That basically, yeah. Yeah, basically <laughs> like, you know, we were so amazed because we had metahumans now, but obviously you had superpowers 60 years ago like why was that never mentioned until now because we Agent have to it in <laughs> I think they tried to um, explain away the JSA thing by saying they were like covert right yeah like they were like super undercover secretive and shit yeah, but it's a weak excuse but I'm just saying they, they, they try and throw out like excuses for some like things that don't make sense but I'm not rocking with it anymore <laughs> <laughs> nah fuck that I no. can't <laughs> but yeah that's really a lot I, I didn't really take any notes unless it's tomorrow just cause like we were just watching and just like eh 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 Okay, yeah. I wasn't feeling it. I just, yeah. I was expecting so much more. I needed something epic to happen, that and it just didn't. Nah. And I don't know what needs to happen on the show. Like I, I thought the Reverse Flash and Legion of Doom was gonna be it, but it's just it's, they're not going anywhere. No. They're just like even like for like a reasoning. It's like Eobard's whole reason for like one the time is because like yeah, because if I don't do this, I'm gonna die and be erased from history completely. That's a pretty That'd good motivation cool. yeah. to want yeah. to fuck shit up. Say that. <laughs> but no. Say anything. <laughs> Say literally anything that will make this make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't with Legends Tomorrow. Like, if it doesn't, like, pick up. I mean, it's already picked up, but like, if it doesn't become a passable at least by the end of this season, yeah. it's not going to get season three. I mean, it's already moving after Flash. I mean, that's why. They need the ratings, and yeah. Thursday by itself is not doing it. So yeah. try and. <laughs> That's actually funny. They're they're moving in front of the Flash to kind of siphon some of that speed force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they can go a little bit faster in the ratings. <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. But from that low note, let's move on 
to the high note. Oh, wow. Let's talk about Moana, guys. Disney's Moana. <laughs> so fucking good. Do you know who Maui is? Only the greatest demigod in all the Pacific Islands. With his magical fish hook, he slowed down the sun, pulled islands out of the sea, battled monsters. And I should know, because I'm Maui. Hey, let me do this, please. Nothing? Really? What's a demigod gotta do? I'm so happy because like, I saw this movie by myself about two weeks ago and I came right back to our city and said, I'm like, you guys have to see this movie. It is the best Disney movie ever. <laughs> In that exact same voice. Yeah. Not really exaggerated. No. <laughs> That's my excited, I'm like half crying voice. Well, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Ten-year-old Jordan. Dude, this movie cracked open all the feels for me. I, it, it's one of those movies where like it touched all the right places in my adult life that it just had me in tears for legit Almost the entire movie, yeah, but not in a bad way. In a very hopeful and like spiritually uplifting way. Let's talk about it. Moana, uh, make way, yeah, make way. way. <laughs> <laughs> All these songs, goddamn it. The island of Matalu is all you need. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Dwayne Johnson, the welcome song. I legit start every morning with that song. <laughs> Tears and a giant smile on my face. No <laughs> joke. I must look insane. I have done jogs in the morning with that song. Legit. Imagine a guy in a Black Panther like uh, workout shirt. Running down the street with tears streaming down his face, <laughs> singing to himself. No, singing to himself. So what can I say except you're welcome for the islands I pulled from the sea? Is <laughs> that your welcome song? Is so uplifting. In the that morning. literally sounds like the beginning of a Disney movie, like running down the street just to random people. You're welcome. Yeah. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> like, mommy, why is that weird black man crying? <laughs> It's smiling. <laughs> Just come inside, little Timmy. <laughs> Don't look at him. <laughs> no, but oh my God, Disney's Moana. I mean, I, I want to do his justice. I want to actually read the IMDb um, synopsis before getting into it. Legit. In ancient Polynesia, wait, what? Polynesia. Oh, in ancient Polynesia, I can't speak. When a terrible curse incurred by Maui reaches an impetuous chieftain's daughter's island, she answers the ocean's call to seek out a demigod to set things right. In a nutshell, that is Moana. And from that description, it makes it sound like the hero of that story is going to be the demigod Maui. They lied. But what I love <laughs> about this movie so much is that yeah. every turn, the real hero is Moana. Moana. It's such an empowering story. Yeah. It is her story. Yeah. But before I gush into it, 
Let's go around. Let's get our ratings. <laughs> you want to, Jason to start with you because I actually recommended you to watch yes. the movie with your niece. Yes. So tell and me. I saw it with my friends before my niece. Yes. So thank you God she's with, too young to listen to this podcast. <laughs> you cried with three. Cried with three <laughs> grown men while the one lady in the room just looked at us and laughed. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part. Like somehow me, Arsenio, and Jason were in tears. <laughs> we just looked over at Sam. She's just like pussies. It's <laughs> <laughs> like really. <laughs> Definitely more than passable for all the reasons you already started saying. Mm-hmm. Um, two main things I'm going to say right now. The fact, I mean, let's be real. 90% of Disney movies are about princesses and girls anyway. They're hmm. geared towards little girls. Yes. But I like the fact that we talked about this at the end of the movie. Yeah. There was no love interest for her. It's not like she was nope. defined by finding a prince. Yeah. or she. Nope. Even, even if like you flip it around and she needs to save a, the, the man and save the prince. It wasn't. It was her being a hero on her yeah. own. Yeah. And like you said, when... when the hero, Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson's character couldn't get the job done. She stepped, because she thought her whole destiny was, I'm supposed to find him so he can do this thing. Mm-hmm. And when he basically bailed on her, she was like, I don't need him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. I will do this on my own. And I think that was great. Like, that was empowering that, like, for, I want my little niece to see this, to be like, yes. I don't need to have to worry about, I need to find. And she even says, like, I don't know if it was in song form or she just said it, but she was like, I'm no princess. You know, yeah. There's a whole conversation point yeah. with her where, where, where Dwayne's like, oh, like you're a princess. You've got the dress and you got an animal sidekick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's oh, what it was. so funny. So and, meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> that chicken is hilarious. That chicken is my life. She got problems, man. Yeah. But that's my spirit animal. Leave hey hey alone. <laughs> <laughs> that and the fact that um, the uh, Maui, right? Maui, yeah. Maui. Yeah. He wasn't your typical hero. Like he was almost in the beginning of the movie portrayed as the villain, and then you found out that like mm-hmm. he had this tragic backstory with the whole with his childhood and like getting thrown into the ocean by his parents, and you know he was the hero, but he wasn't like your, your typical like you know Prince Eric or Prince Charming or like you know right from the beginning you know this is a guy pure of heart. Like he really wasn't. He really was like a, a mischievous. Um, you know, he's demigod. A, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> to, to put it in those terms, he was a bit of a dick. And I like that too, because it also was different for what you... Like, honestly, before this movie, one of my favorite Disney movies is Lilo and Stitch, because it's not your typical oh. Disney movie. Yeah. It's not your typical princesses. <laughs> going and, into this, I was like, if this is as good as Lilo and Stitch, because I'd never heard of one before mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So going in, I was like, if this is as good as Lilo and Stitch, I'll call it a victory. Yeah. I fucking love it. I still love me some Lilo and Stitch, but just because it's so not a Disney movie yeah. and I felt like this was in that same even though it was a Disney movie mm-hmm. it wasn't because it kind of took those conventions that you usually have was, in these Disney movies it was, and kind of flipped it it was changing bit. it was revolutionary yeah. 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 yeah so what would you give the rating was it? oh more than passable definitely more than passable I mean I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry no more, more than, than perfect. perfect I'm gonna perfect. kick you out this no 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 and cameo over club up in here more than perfect I was about to hit the eject button freaking the blurred cave like get out bring Lewis back Oh my god! Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna agree with you, man. I'm a, like just echo everything you said. I get beyond perfect vision for this movie. Like I, no words for how much I love this movie. It was a combination of all my favorite Disney movies: Pocahontas, Mulan, Hercules. Like it just had all those elements, like the tribal, like the music, the tribal music, the uplifting message. You're right. I am so glad that Maui was not the hero of this story. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, it was all about. Moana's story and her being the one that like has control of her own destiny mm-hmm. like and they make that a red herring too because the first time they go to the island to replace the heart then she goes go save the world that's mm-hmm. what she says to him yeah. and I'm sitting there like oh 
Did you feel it? You yeah. were like, really? Really? It's like, going to be him still at the end of this? Please, please do this right. You know, and then, of course, they did. You know, I was giving it time for it. But yeah. it's amazing that they knew that was there. And they, like, they made you think it's going to go that way. And then they switch it. The, the strength of this movie is just the small nuances of how they connect everything. Everything yeah. is following the same theme in some representation in some way or the other. Even just in the first scene where uh, Moana first finds the gym, whatever, uh, the stone. Yeah. The heart of Fahiti? Is that what it was called? Tahiti. Tahiti. It was Tahiti? Tafiti. Yeah. No. Ta- no. Um, Tafiti. 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 Wikipedia? Yeah, word. No, because I remember I thinking it sounds like Tahiti with an F. Tafiti. Yeah. Um, just in that scene where she's being the, uh, she's getting the turtle from the the, the beach to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, cute. That so is cute. foreshadowing yeah. for what she's going to do with Maui. Yeah. Like, everything carries a theme. Even Maui is about understanding who you are everything's about just knowing yourself movies before this movies like like frozen or hercules go the distance it's all about finding yourself out there in the world it's about going out there venturing out and finding yourself but moana's theme is that what you have is already within yourself you just sometimes you just need someone to remind you whether that be a friend a loved one if it's just and sometimes it's even just herself like and i love I love that because I like the uh, the grandmother. Oh God, she was better than any other elderly wise person I've seen in any other movie because at every point she never gave Moana any answers. She, she knew made her, she that made Moana had all the answers. So instead of like telling her straight out, like no, you should do this or no, you should do that. Why aren't you telling me? Is like is yeah. this something you want to hear? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. She wouldn't say anything, and Moana would just kind of like have to look within herself to find the answer. And the grandmother's so intuitive and such a, oh, a great character that so she knows. She knows her granddaughter, so she knows what like what she's really thinking. She doesn't even have to say it. Like it's oh my god, I love this movie. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> I one point in the movie where all three of us were just tearing. I'm like, I'm not crying. We're all crying. <laughs> we're all crying together, right? <laughs> but yeah, even for that first song, man, there I was crying from that first song. I like to dance with the water, the undertow and the waves. The water is mischievous, ha! I like how it misbehaves. The village may think I'm crazy or say that I drift too far. But once you know what you like, well, there you are. You are your father's daughter, stubbornness and pride. Mind what he says, but remember, you may hear a voice inside. And if the voice starts to whisper, to follow the father's star, Moana, that voice inside is who you are. Just, I don't know, something about as an adult, finding the answers within yourself. That's what, when you're growing up, no one's really giving you answers. You have people yeah. like giving you information, like trying to help you like guide, follow your own path. But at the end of the day, it's your own path. So it's, really like just being thrown out into the ocean like you don't know where you're going or what you're gonna like really do so in that isolation you find yourself like that's what this movie is to me like it's just all about you and coming to terms with who you are as a person i love it <laughs> go see it i am a <laughs> someone makes it, someone's gonna make a make a gif out of this dude that's my fucking empowerment chant <laughs> all right arsenio what'd you think man like when first jordan first told me about like from the trailers i was like like from the first teaser, I was like, "Okay, this is different." Like it's mm-hmm. Polynesian. Like you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, check out who Jordan's." Like, "Yo, go see it." You start crying. I'm like, "Probably." 
I'm gonna be skeptical. It's like I am a big pussy as well. So <laughs> yeah, we, we both cry over go the distance. Yeah, <laughs> but even when it starts with like the short in the beginning. Yeah, we actually didn't even mention the short. Yeah. But even that short was like thematically in line with like Cause the, I'm being wa- an adult. Because I'm watching, I was like, oh great, another Disney short before the movie. I'm like great, I'm like watching. It's like oh, getting up, going to work, mm. feeling like the depression of like doing the same thing every day and then you die. It's like. Why is this so relevant to my life right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like, God damn it, Disney, don't do this to me. <laughs> so, like that. Because they know the adult heart dies. <laughs> it like, does. Being an yeah. adult kills your happy child heart over yeah. time. <laughs> Which is the sad truth. And then from that, going into the movie, seeing the themes of, like, the family going out. It's like, no, you got to stay here where it's safe. Like, but if there's nothing here for me, then I got to go out there. Yeah. It's like finding yourself in the strength within us. Like, when she first, like, goes out to the ocean, the dad's like, no, don't do it. Because you find out later on that his best friend died yeah, for yeah. doing the same shit. So you're like, it makes sense why he's like, no. And it humanized him so well. Because yeah. at first it seemed like a typical Disney. The like, cliche bad dad. Yeah, the, the Disney like, don't do that dad. Yeah. But then you, they humanize him in that way and it's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she does go out, she fails. Yeah. And then she goes again when she gets the grandmother's blessing. It's like, no, go, you need to. <laughs> Whatever just happened. Playing on the pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you, why are you doing that? It's like, I'm the footage of nuts. I'm supposed to be crazy. I love that grandmother so much. So good. Yeah. Like, nah. I don't personally, for me, like, she just reminded me of, like, a few older women in my life. So. Dude, I was crying for that same reason. That one scene. God damn it. I'm the not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Go into much scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go into much too much details for those who want to see it. But. Yeah, let's, we're not going to spoilers, no? For this movie, that's not. Should we not? I mean, it's been out for two weeks. Yeah. A little bit, just in case. I want people to see this movie. Yeah. So maybe we already said that. Yeah, she saves a day and not. Yeah. All right, forget so it. We <laughs> kind of already did. All right, fine. When the grandmother dies, <laughs> still see it though. <laughs> no, like that. That broke my heart. Like I was close to my. Did grand- you know in that moment where she was like, like I got this tattoo. Like if I die, I'm like you're definitely gonna die. It's, it's like it's not gonna be well, well, well I for mean, you. Sorry, but an old person in any show about great power and great responsibility. Morbid. Kind of gonna die. Yeah. I mean, we still have on man. Goddamn it. <laughs> but she was so likable that I don't know. Like it was so sweet and endearing. Like how much is like look. I know you want to do this, but like push. And then yeah. when she goes in, she finds the vote. The boats like learns the backstory of her people. We're vo- <laughs> like that was amazing because like you see how they traveled before it was like before things went bad mm-hmm. they had a whole reason now she's like oh now we're just here now they're complacent they're stuck in one spot they're not moving forward mm-hmm. and Moana had that push to break out of the norm and push them together mm-hmm. so when she meets Mao she goes on this quest like yeah you feel like oh great Mao's gonna say the day but no it's her mm-hmm. the whole story yeah. is about her which, and I'm so fucking glad like, she's you guys the said, one like that beat those cute adorable coconut pirates yeah. it's like coconuts like he was really just trying to escape she's the one that like yeah, actually exactly. saved the the heart of Tafiti she saved the heart of Tafiti she's the one that got back did the amazing like uh, the rope thing yeah what's it called uh, down with the what's, it, what's it called uh, rep- no, not repelling. Repelling? Repelling? Is that it? Yeah, repelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she did that to get back into the boat, I'm like, damn, girl, you threw like a, a spear to the thing, like flew down it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, wow, it was like badass. super spy training. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Which, and then they, um, she beat the crab, and then she was ultimately the one that got the heart back to the uh, the island. Tafiti. Yeah, the, tafiti, Which, the goddess. Awesome twist at the end where the monster bad demon, and you're like, oh shit, stop him from the island. It's actually the island itself. Yeah. Because us dumb men were just trying to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see how many pieces I could cut off of it. Yeah. Like, no, the solution is hitting it harder. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's the island. Like, it lost its heart. 
So yeah. when you promote that hard, it became back to what it was, and you're like, oh shit, it was was a, a good trend with the recent movies. Like, it's not always about who's stronger. Yeah, it's who's smarter and who can yeah. touch their heart. Doctor Strange, more comparisons. I mean, there was a scene where she basically said, "Maui, I've come to bargain." <laughs> Maui, Peter, I'm gone. <laughs> My name is Moana, and you will come with me. Splash! My name is Moana. You will come with me. me. Splash! Splash. <laughs> I love that scene too. And then like their banter is like when she like convinces him to agree. He's like, all right, we'll do it. Shakes her hand, tosses, tosses her. her. <laughs> it's like, eh, it's worth a shot. It's like, yeah, he's not he's not the best guy, but like when you find out his backstory, you're like, this guy needs a hug. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's really a representation of the social media age, man. He yeah. was just doing all that stuff for the love. Yeah. He had no love and he just wanted those likes. <laughs> I guess really all it was. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, yeah. you're not. That's yeah. why I'm laughing. I'm thinking even, of, even the crab. And I'm the thinking of that one line. All just like being outer shiny experience. And being, yeah. Like, yeah. Beautiful. No, but you have me laughing too, thinking of that one line. What was it? If you signed it with a bird, it's called tweeting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, the meta jokes. <laughs> so perfect, I'm guessing. It's more than perfect. Yeah. Like, We're not e- not even a question about it. Like, go see it now. Moana was made for the perfect vision rating. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that. This is. Oh my god, I can't recommend this movie enough. And let me, wait, actually, before we get on to Sam, did you guys see the uh, twist, the incoming, with the island actually being the demon? No. No? no? Okay, no. I'm not stupid. All right, great. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> that's what I'm no. saying. It's a good twist, because normally I can catch twists like, instantly. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, cliche. Yeah, like, right. It's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it's a very straightforward story, so you would think it would be like the obvious thing. Yeah. I mean, but even, like that's why I love this movie. Like It's so subtle in the ways that it flips the, the norm on the head. Mm-hmm. Even the animal companion. You thought it was going to be the cute pig. Nope. Right? It's a, a dumbass chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dumbass chicken, but for a reason. Because like, it, it's not about like what it's like on the outside. It's what it is on the inside. Which, it, which she had a heart of gold. What <laughs> she says, too, is like, yeah, he, 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 we don't know his reason for now. but Everything's got purpose. And he did it. Yeah. He, he saved, saved the day in that one moment. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> well, I'm talking about when he actually grabbed the uh, yeah. heart of Fiti from like, falling off the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, but like even when I was watching, like when you see, she's like, "Oh, the island's gone." I'm thinking like, "Oh, his hook is gonna be safe. He's gonna pull the ocean out from the water." Because I thought it was submerged. Oh, um, with the island thing. Because they're like, "Oh, I, I've pulled- yeah." I thought she was gonna have to dive into the water, and like reach the island like under the surface of the water. I thought it just caved in. Yeah, because he's mm. all, all the times like, "Yeah, you know, I've pulled islands out of the water." I was like, "Okay, how are you gonna play this up?" Yeah. Like, "Oh, I'm just pull it out," and she'll say, that. "It's like, nope, the bad guy, that's the island." Oh shit. Save me! Even that was a beautiful moment when she was walking through like the parted water. It's like yeah. charging at her. Oh, wait, yeah. before we keep going into it, I'm sorry, Sam. What was your rating? Yes. <laughs> like, we were just like it's gushing okay. over the movie. Because we were crying, all three of us, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, I'm a woman. I live this shit every day. You're all weak men. <laughs> okay, so, what I, I mean, there were times where I like almost cried. I'm not heartless. But what I did say <laughs> to these guys is that, like, yeah, all this hardship and like heart wrenching emotion you're seeing, yeah, that's called being a female in some ways so that's probably why I'm not crying (laughs) but no it was a beautiful movie it's solid perfect for me Mm. and I mean for so many reasons it's visually beautifully done Mm -hmm. it's actually really good writing to be accessible as a kids movie but still hold you for that ride at any age because we are all adults technically on the, on the subject of that, real quick though, yeah. do you also notice that like whenever it was like a really deep or like moving moment, they would pepper in little like visual jokes that like yeah. would keep the kids entertained while the adults yeah. were crying. Yeah, <laughs> like even just as early as um, I know it's second time watching it, just as early as when she's walking into the water collecting the seashells as a little baby. Yeah, like when the music kicks in and it's like kind of like that beautiful like you know tribal melody. 
when the water parts out for the, for the first time it does, there's a fish that kind of looks at her and like yeah. pops into the yeah, water. Yeah. Like, it's like a joke, yeah. but like it's like small enough to make the kids laugh while the adults are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that keeps that, the visual whimsy yeah. is very much there the whole time. Because like that last scene, not the very last one, but when the water parts and she's walking towards Tafiti to mm-hmm. give the heart back, that's very visually beautiful and I can see how it would be enticing for kids but like for me it was like so powerful and like yeah. gut wrenching yeah. in a way you know um, even the island forgot what it was yeah. I had to be reminded like everyone it's all about who you are yeah <laughs> Well, and also, and the the song when she finds out, the Wayfarer song, when she finds out that they were voyagers, Mm -hmm. and it's like, and it's the visions of her ancestors. Like, that first verse is not in English. No, it's not. I was confused. I was like, am I not understanding this? Oh, okay, it's not English. But they keep it, like, so visually active that, like, nobody's going to care. Like, it's a beautiful thing to watch, and you're seeing kids, like, skimming the surface of the water, and you're seeing people interacting. So it just did so many things like that well. And whenever it started to go into an area where you're expecting those Disney cliches to come in, it went slightly to the left. It, or slightly to it the did right. it even better than like Frozen. Yeah, way better. Yeah, where like they they're doing Disney's very good at now calling out their own like <laughs> their own bullshit. Yeah, their own archetypes. <laughs> they're getting and, better uh, with each movie because Frozen. I'm was, not princess. <laughs> because <laughs> Frozen was kind of like yeah, they're tropes, but we're gonna call them out. Ha ha ha. Whereas with this, they just did it. Yeah. And you didn't even you didn't even notice it until you realized your own reaction, which is like, oh my god, there isn't a love interest or like stuff like that. Oh my but god, they just the animal sidekick wasn't the cute one. <laughs> yeah, because like in Frozen, you still had they're still princesses, and mm-hmm. you still had like the red herring of like the male lead, yeah. and then there's still another male right. lead for Anna. This one didn't even have to have the love interest. No, like there was no love. Subtext. And there was well, no. I can take it back. There was one love interest. That awesome little kid who does like the dance in the beginning. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yo, that kid was ripping it. <laughs> His face like, yeah, girl, you want this. That kid is that one guy on the dance floor that like doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Moana, you wanna? (laughs) (laughs) He has like the pouty lips and everything. Yeah. Like, mmm, girl. (laughs) But yeah, so overall thoughts, I just loved it. I just loved it. Um, I was thinking of, oh, the idea that it wasn't even a question whether or not she was going to have a love interest, though. Like, nobody in her world, in her family, in her circle, mm. it never even came up. Marriage wasn't Whereas, like, like Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, my, one of my main issues, say, with Brave, a couple of years back, the Pixar movie, right? Are we I didn't see Brave, I know what you're talking about. Well, but you know of yeah. it, right? I know of it, yeah. Yeah. The idea is Scottish princess and she's a tomboy. Also but it's, like, it's I've, constantly I've her fighting against, like, no, I'm not going to get married. To the point where it was kind of, like, it's, like a feminist walking into a room and being like I'm a feminist I'm a feminist I'm a feminist and like never explaining yeah. <laughs> what's even happening and this movie did the opposite where it didn't have to do any of that because it just wrote it r- differently you know there was never a question that that stuff's even really important to who you are as an individual Yeah, you know so and written in such a way that it becomes everyone's story like it, you exactly. don't have to be female to understand this story you don't have exactly. to like be part of that culture and that's another thing that I really like we're talking about the um the intro song or the song with their voyagers and it yeah. wasn't in English it doesn't I'm matter I'm so happy that they did not poke on this oh, and like God. give it like a white like you know a cultural yeah. whitewashing yeah like they kept Keep as far cult. as I know I'm not I'm not Samoan I'm, I'm not an islander but like from what I've seen it looks accurate I mean you I know the legends themselves you keep and the culture accurate. and like 
the way they're doing the tattoos, that's accurate. Yeah. That's yeah. how the tattoos are actually done. That was hilarious. It was like, <laughs> like almost ah, done? Ah, ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but like some, even just thinking now, like a little, like a good sign in the beginning where it's like, oh, she's the chief. She's going to be the future chief. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my father, my grandfather, all males. She's the first female chief of the island. Yeah. So that's already like changing it completely. But they didn't, they didn't even mention that, did no. they? They it, didn't. Did they ever like call that out and be like, "You're the first female they chief"? They didn't no, say it out they loud. Didn't, they didn't See what say I'm saying? That. Like, but it was how awesome how they didn't yeah. make a big deal yeah. about it. Like, just you're my daughter and you're gonna be the chief. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not even the thing that was like a, a plot point. Yeah. And that's why. Back to the writing, Sam. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, well, there's just there's so many layers because like, for at the very surface, it's a story for everyone about mm-hmm. figuring out your place, and then it's a story about it. People telling you, no, your place is here, and you having to figure out, but why is something else calling to me? And kind of fight, uh, fighting against social norms. And then at a third level, there is, at least to me, from like past research in like social topics, there's some elements of how like women tend to have to be kind of the vessels of culture mm. in various cultures where they have to pass on a lot of the norms, a lot of the traditions, a lot of that stuff that became part of their job because they tended to be like the homemakers. Yeah. And so there is a l- small element of like, well, your place is here. In this case, it was because she's chief, not even because she's a female. But yeah. the idea that your place is here and you have to do these things for the following people, but not getting to explore what else your individual desire might be. That's something that like historically a lot of females have faced yeah. too in different cultures. So that's interesting too, because it's not really forced in there. It just happens to be a theme that works for that issue too, in addition to the more accessible ones. Yeah. And it's universal. Yeah. Like, that's, wow. yeah. that's why I love it so much. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. That vo- <laughs> Moana, that voice inside you, that's who you are. <laughs> like, like, and the call is within me. <laughs> but, I mean, just overall, I am glad this movie exists. <laughs> like, me too. Me thank too. God. Like, I... This is one of those like amazing surprises where you go in expecting nothing mm-hmm. and walk out going yeah. that might have been my favorite Disney movie of all yeah. time. Yeah. Like, and yeah. for me it wasn't like instant. Like I, I had to sit on for like a week before I got to this conclusion. But like, uh, systematically, I've been thinking about all my past favorite Disney movies and the songs and like why I love them and what they represent to me. And they've all been like important like milestones in the history of my life over time. Like yeah. you know, different points in your life, different songs speak to different reasons. Exactly. But I think Moana is like an like a perfect summary of all that stuff together and done in, in a package not only more culturally like uh diverse or not, not even diverse expensive more more just rich culturally aware yeah. like mm-hmm. like more rich not not dumbed down not like a pocahontas that's the best way i can describe it not yeah. like just not like an aladdin where oh my name's aladdin but you can call me al like you know like stuff yeah. like that like yeah. <laughs> and like the uh things like uh dwayne the rock johnson as maui like not since the genie have I had like a character that I've enjoyed seeing so much on screen that's so much mm. out of, uh, like larger than life yeah a larger than life character I, I I would liken his uh you're welcome song to genies you never yeah, had a friend like me yeah, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also another thing I want to say about Maui that's so great because we talked about how he starts as a villain and you know that he has this like kind of tragic past the fact that a he's imperfect you know he's not a perfect person but also that he's kind of just that kid that always wanted attention in class Mm -hmm. you could say or something he's like that archetypal person that does kind of act like a dick sometimes but is like so anxious for attention and so anxious to be liked by everyone that they just miss the mark occasionally 
So he was like, even though he was a demigod in a culture that's unlike anyone in this room, for example, he was also very relatable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've met people like that. Yeah. You're dating that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. But. Maui? What? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> man, what do you think, Jason? Any thoughts? You hit me first, remember? No, I mean, I'm saying, like, any thoughts? Just, thoughts. um, yeah, just, thoughts, wrap it well, up. The, the only other thought I had was touching on what, um, Sammy was saying about, like, throwing conventions on their, on their side, and you touched on it, too, was the fact that usually in these Disney cartoons, you have, like, the hero or the heroine is propelled into action, like, they kidnapped her father, or they've given you this object, or I need to save my village, whatever, and this was basically, like, here's the stone, do what you want, you can either do this, or you can do that like the grandmother basically told her like what do you want me to tell you like what do you want to hear yeah. Yeah. like they gave her the choice like this was she chose to leave like she it wasn't like she had to like yeah you kind of had to save your island and stuff like that but it still was her choice she could have still stayed and just led them like she it wasn't like she was forced into doing it like somebody right. was kidnapped or I had to save somebody like she made that choice and it was also with female empowerment and Throwing the typical, you know, fairy tale convention out the window and doing something different. Yeah. At the end of the day, she was listening to her voice, but her grandmother gave her that, yeah, like, that last that little push. push. But at the same time, it's not like she said, you need to go out and do it. She no. still was like, you know, play the pig. Like, all, all she said was go. Yeah. 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 Oh and that was so the only sweet. time she was ever given direction from somebody else. Otherwise, it really was self-driven yeah. direction mm -hmm. Moana had, which is really interesting to point out because I didn't... That's what I liked, but I didn't even think about it that way. But you're right, because, like... Nobody agreed with what she wanted to do to help yeah. fix the island, so she finally I think, just. Mm, her her mom gave her a blessing. Yeah, and I That's love true. that scene because in every other Disney movie, when a girl runs away from home or whoever does, yeah, like it's always like it's against everyone's wishes. But this time, her her mom saw her, and she was like, "Yes, this is what you need to do. Like, I'm I will support you." With tears Actually, in her eyes, she was like, "You need yes, to. what a yeah. good parent should do." Like, yeah. I might not agree with it, I might not understand it. But if you feel like this is what you need to do, I will support you. Yeah. Like, how powerful is that? Like, yeah, see? <laughs> 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 like, you see, it's just those things, like, those, it's just so universal. That's why I can't get over it. Because, like, it's it's not my story. Moana is not my story. But yeah, I am it's Moana! Really, it's not really any of our stories. But, yeah, we're all there with her. Yes. I love this movie, guys. I, I can't recommend it enough. Guys, if you're out there, if you're listening right now, go see Moana. Turn off the podcast. Go see Moana. <laughs> and stick around for the end credits. There's an after credit scene. Yes, thank you. I yes. actually did not even know there was an end credit scene. And God damn it's it, it's worth it. Worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. It tops every end credit scene. Like, it beats all the Marvel movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I saw it again with you guys, because I've not even known there was an end credit scene before that. <laughs> Freaking awesome. So good. So if there was good. a question before that in credit scene, if this was my favorite Disney movie, that settled it. That settled it definitely it is. <laughs> All right, guys. So wrap it up. You want yeah. some Moana? Let's do it. I just can't get over that three men cry, but the one girl did. <laughs> <laughs> but that so much signifies our friendship. Yeah. yeah. It really does. We all bitches. Yeah. <laughs> except except you, Sam. You're right. Yep. <laughs> I'm a cheat. Yeah. The defenders cry. Jessica Jones just drinks. For <laughs> <laughs> real though. Just I've got wild turkey. It's all I need. Oh man. All right. So with that, this has been Blurred Vision. I'm Jordan. Oh. Arsenio. <laughs> Samia. Jason. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Later. Deuces.
Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com.